Update! Uh, later in the show, not quite yet. And Oh, really? I can't do it now? I mean, you can do it, it just doesn't mean anything right now. Uh, yeah, so update is the slogan, the, the catchphrase of our friend Jordan Mulbauer, founder of Daytona Truck Meet. And we're going to be checking in with him and asking him, why did you have uh, 2,000 people call the five-star hotline and leave messages? And hopefully we'll get an answer. I hope so. And yes. I think he's going to uh, pick one of those people to uh, award them a uh, VIP package to uh, Daytona Truck Meet this year, which is from uh, June 11th through 13th. So uh, I I think we were going to be awarded the VIP package, but uh, since uh, neither of us are apparently going, I, we I rescinded might that I, and gave I might it to somebody. Go. I, I may go. You I might go. go. Okay. All right. I may go. We'll see. I was burned last we'll year when I went and- uh, Yeah, but he's correcting everything. Is he? That's going to be great. Yeah, that's you. what he said last time. I can't oh, go. no, I'll have a golf cart for you. And no, and no nah, golf cart. I've got family stuff. I, I can't make it this year. But I'll be there next year. No, you won't. I promise. No, I will. No, you won't. I absolutely will. You won't. Something I'm else will say, come up. I'm saying it. Well, that's probably true. But I, he already <laughs> gave me the dates. It's in the calendar. We'll see uh-huh. what happens. Speaking of an uh, update, I wanted to uh, update you on my situation where I tried to rip the entire underside off of my Jeep. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, it is the Truck Show Podcast, by the way, episode 174, and Holman is on a mission to destroy his 2020 Jeep jail. <laughs> That's not <laughs> entirely accurate. It's but somewhat accurate. I did grind the wheel face off of a wheel, pop a tire, uh, peel back a skid plate. And did you pulled off a freaking valve stem, which no, no, is no, no, impossible. No, no. That's, that's uh, I actually ground it off. You ground yeah. off a valve stem, yeah. I, I, which I can't wrap my head around yeah, because they're recessed. So, long story short, I uh, was looking for uh, some upgraded skid plate protection and thought to myself, maybe I should invest in a belly pan since I keep doing more and more difficult things that I never thought I would do with this particular Jeep. And uh, went to a uh, called friend who makes skid plates and said, hey, would like to put your stuff on, uh, on my Jeep. And uh, we've done it in the past, and uh-huh. I've got some other parts from that particular company, and he- uh, What now? Why, why are you saying it like that? Why aren't you mentioning the company? It's because they- uh because they're, they're not AEV? No, it's because it, it's. Uh, I got a response back that said, uh, we don't make anything for that. And I'm like, that's a weird response. So I reached out to the uh, the community at large on my, uh, on my Instagram, and I said, hey, uh, I went to my go-to company, and they don't have a manual transmission application for skid plates for this particular Jeep. And I'm, I don't know if that's... I don't know why that would make that big of a difference. Does anybody know any? And so a bunch of people started to uh, ping see, me with see, this is, companies. I'm going back to, to, nope. to what this is. Too few manuals on the road. That's why. No, no, no. Because they couldn't make a business case. No, no, no. My, my point is that the the most skid plates are for manual or automatic, either way. So I don't know if uh, – I don't know if it's just that we don't want to – Hang out with you anymore, or, <laughs> or or what? Wow, they've written Holman off. Uh, maybe, maybe. Ouch. So anyway, so I posted, hey, my favorite go-to place. Uh, they don't have my application, and I'm looking for skid plates. So uh, a bunch of people called out some great skid plate companies, and I was perusing, and I get a phone call from my good friend Scott Becker, who says, "Dude, how's it going?" I said, "Great." He goes, "You need something?" I went, "Maybe." Maybe. <laughs> and he goes, "You know, we make belly pans, right?" So uh, Scott Becker at Metal Cloak came through and uh, gave me uh, the full skid plate protection for my JL. And what's cool about their skid plates is they are super beefy and thick, full coverage. <laughs> Don't come on, you're too late. You're too late. So she said. And uh, they're zinc coated, <laughs> uh-huh. so they basically uh, the zinc acts as a you know sacrificial anode. So. If you scratch them up, they don't rust, which is pretty cool. So 
Uh, they sent me out a complete skid plate package, and uh, I uh, foolishly- H- How does it look? The describe looks it. awesome. Yeah? Yeah, it looks like a uh, bunch of uh, bent metal welded up and bolted to the bottom of my Jeep. Uh, but it, but is it, does it have girth to it? Um, no, there's no girth. It's very svelte. That's what she said. I mean, said. see, it doesn't matter. Either, <laughs> either way, you're going to play that. So what what's amazing is um, how heavy and strong. They're boat-sided, so you slide off of stuff. All of the uh, the heads have these like little skid plates around the heads of the bolt, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And uh, I foolishly decided to try and install it without a lift in my driveway this weekend. But... You should be able to install it without a li- Oh, because... No, you should be able to. What I found is that uh, there are uh, were portions of a... So when I'm on the creeper and my driveway's pointed downhill, all my tools kept rolling downhill. Uh-huh. And then uh, there, I was trying to balance it on my belly and... That was too much height, so I had to, you know, finagle some way. And then what I ended up doing on, so I, I did pretty good, did pretty good, except for I had mashed some of the skid plates so much that I had to bend some things and wire wheel some stuff off, and oh, it was, or uh, angle grind some uh, some pieces off. Anyway, I made it fit, used a strap on the front, a jack on the back for the big long fuel tank skid, got it all together. Everything fits awesome. It looks great. So I just want to do a shout out to my friends over at Metal Cloak for coming through for me. And uh, Metal Cloak. Metal Cloak. Yeah. Okay. For uh, for taking care of uh, the Adventure Jeep. And uh, I realized I need to lose more weight. You need to lose more weight. A lot more weight. Is that that's because there wasn't enough room between you and the bottom of the yeah, Jeep? On 37s, it was hard. On, in me on a creeper, I just barely made it under there. <laughs> So. Wow. So had someone, while you were under there, yeah. had someone come out and let a little bit of air out of the tires? I would, stu- I would still be there. <laughs> right, which is why I didn't invite you over. And no, there wasn't room enough for both of us under there. I wouldn't have gotten under there at the same time which as Which is you. also why I didn't invite you over. Oh, good. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm stoked on that. So that was uh, that was some good news. I was able uh-huh. to uh, get it back in order. Got a couple trips coming up. How do you find the time to tinker with your Jeep on the weekdays. I know your schedule. That was the weekend. Oh, that was the weekend. It was on Saturday. Oh, okay. All right. I posted a picture on my Instagram of uh, just my feet laying across the lawn, and you could see the Jeep and a Dr. Pepper can that was empty and, like, my Milwaukee uh, Impact and a bunch of tools laying there, and I said... uh, I'm either taking a break or dead, but in either case, it's too late to send help. <laughs> so. Hey, is this thing, uh, is it uh, powder-coated black, or what's the finish on it? No, it's zinc. Oh, it's just zinc-coated? The whole thing is yellow zinc. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So again, it's that sacrificial anode that will keep things from rusting, even if you scrape it on stuff. I know a lot of people are into the uh, aluminum skid plates, and there are some amazingly beautiful aluminum uh, skids out there right now. Maybe not for me. I've seen what I've done to steel in the past, so... Uh, I know it adds a little bit of extra weight, but I think for what I'm doing, it's probably not a Yeah, not you can thing. bust a hole through. With the right kind of rock, you can bust a hole through uh, the, the uh, aluminum pretty easily, I think. While I'm under my Jeep, I just keep getting message after message after message. And it's all a bunch of comments on a YouTube video I posted three months ago. So my oh, you, you have your alert set to go off when you get a comment. No, I get emails. Oh, and I just it was it, it was horrible. I was getting so many of them. I wasn't even reading them after a while. So apparently, one video I posted, and I'm at 465 subscribers now. 
Which, which oh, you passed me. Yeah, I so to, I, I beat you in the YouTube. I'm like mid three hundreds. Yeah, I have almost uh, five hundred fifty thousand views off this one video. Which say what? Five hundred fifty thousand views of me doing the TRX launch wait, control. Wait, wait, one more time. Yeah, five hundred fifty thousand. Just short of that right now. And so you're monetizing this. You're making a boatload right. of money, right? Yeah, so much money that uh, oh wait, I don't have enough followers yet. Oh no. And so it, you have to have a thousand followers to monetize right. your YouTube channel, which you don't. Which I don't. Yeah. So I'm 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 making uh, no money hand over fist, uh, <laughs> but I've gained a bunch of followers. I'm hoping that more people will follow with the success of the single video that went viral. Um, nothing else on my page has, so maybe I should upload more than twenty videos. And this is what video again? It was uh, me showing off the Ram TRX launch control. And so it was a video of uh, the cockpit and going through the motions on it. So and you're then, just you're standing on the throttle and the brake, yep. and then you just let her rip. Let her rip. And okay. I went all, all the way to 117 to the top speed. Gotcha. And there's a lot of uninformed comments, and I've started answering some of them, and then I go, I just don't really care that much. Like, you guys duke it out in there, whatever. So you've got, this, is this your first experience of YouTube hate? Uh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, I don't really go on YouTube that much. Every once in a while I throw a video up there that might be interesting. Yeah. I've probably got 50 videos sitting in my phone that would be perfect for YouTube. I just need to sit there and like put words against them and launch them up into the YouTubeosphere. Uh-huh. Uh, and I just haven't done it. You should. I, now I should. I actually, apparently people are coming to my page. I think you would uh, enjoy uh, uh, swimming with the the trolls because there are a lot of them. Uh, yeah. You know, they're just like they're on Facebook, they're on all the they're social everywhere. media. But yeah. man, they, they can come out on YouTube. They uh, they love to hate. Well, I I was looking at so I'm I went on there because I'm like, why? What video? Why are all these people commenting on my page? I figured out which one it was. So you know, it says related videos. So I started like diving into related videos just to see what else was out there. And I'm going, my God, man, there's it's all crap. If I spent 1% more effort than I did on that TRX launch control video, which has our diagnostic equipment wires draped on the dashboard and all this stuff, I could easily be a YouTube star. You could. Or at least make a couple grand of, like, you know, ammo money. You could. Walking around money. Dude, have, have you seen some of the knuckleheads out here doing truck content? I mean, I yes. know you have. Yeah, it's horrible. That's why I don't spend any time on YouTube because it's, it's not great. And I'm thinking, I could do that. I just don't have any time. Imagine if I had time. I would be uh, a force to be reckoned with, maybe possible maybe not you and your belly well i mean at least uh i would uh, i would fit in the 16 by 9 box the six, oh, yeah, you're right. Let's talk about this episode of the truck show podcast. So we're checking in with Billy Creech. So Billy Creech is Mr. Uh, Desert, right? Yeah. He's, Does he uh, go yeah. by Mr. Desert? He, he doesn't, but uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, as you like to coin uh, names for people, I'm sure that one will stick. Uh, uh, he is the guy who did the retrace of the EMHT. I know you guys had a lot of... Uh, uh, really good feedback on having him on. EMHT stands for? Eastern Mojave Heritage Trail. And uh, he's going to come on because of, uh, man, there's been a, a lot of like sad stories coming out of the, the desert lately with people exploring and not being prepared. So stick with us. We're going to depress you on this episode of the Truck Show Podcast. <laughs> and hopefully teach you to bring along some water and blankets and uh, basic things. We, you know what we are going to do on this episode? What? We're going to teach you how to design the next Ford Raptor. If you've ever wondered, how can I... Learn to design the exterior of a badass truck. Yeah? I need to listen to the Truck Show podcast because they're going to teach me. I, that's maybe... Uh, Not so much? Well, I think you know, we are going to have Tom Liu on from uh, from Ford, who's the uh, lead exterior designer on the Raptor. So I, I Have think I oversold it? Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I think he's going to tell us what he did. I see. I think uh, that's how that's going to work. And I, then... I, I want to relate it to our audience a little, a little more. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, dive in. Great episode. All right, well, let's uh, start by thanking our friends over at Nissan who make the Nissan Titan and Titan XD along with the Nissan Frontier midsize truck. Of course, the Nissan Titan and Titan XD come with the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, has the most standard V8 horsepower in its class, can tow up to 11,040 pounds, and has those very, very comfortable zero-gravity seats. Seriously, if you've ever uh, road-tripped in a truck and after about 13 hours thought to yourself, Man, these seats suck. You will not say that in a Titan. I have actually gone cross-country in a Titan XD in those zero-gravity seats. My record is uh, 24 hours in a shot. You're not supposed to say that. That's illegal, isn't it? Or is that only for, for actual truck drivers? No, no, no. That's for me, just me driving. Okay. I can drive as long as I want. Oh, you can? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because go, you're not a, a licensed like, semi-driver no, I'm, or something. I'm, dri- I'm driving a Titan. So so should Nissan say Holman butt approved? You know, yes. like 24-hour butt approved? So what about uh, glutes guaranteed? Uh, sure. Yeah. Afterwards, uh-huh. uh, my glutes were in mighty fine shape. And I owe it all to uh, <laughs> the team over at Nissan for making one hell of a quiet and comfortable think, truck. Hold on. Did, did, do you think that they made the seat out of clay and then like they molded your buns into it thinking like- Not mine. This is perfect for Holman? No, no, no. Not mine. But I fall into the 95th percentile of man buns. Uh-huh. And uh, that way they were. Uh, they, they knew that it would be a match That's for me. That's such a weird- uh, uh, a coincidence, because I'm going to go see Man Buns later did, did you? But, but that's about the hair. I'm talking about the buttocks. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Hey, did I ever wait tell a minute, you? Wait a minute. Hold on. You stop. No, no, no. no. You stop. You stop. You stop. Stop. No, stop. They're opening no, up. No, they're talking not. Talking about the buttocks. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Listen. Did I ever tell you the time that I actually signed a Nissan Titan seat? No. Why? Uh, because I was part did of- Did they uh, fine you? No, no, no. They, uh, on development programs, when you are part of the engineering team- once they validate stuff, you get to sign your name on the seat. So somewhere out there is a prototype Nissan Titan XD seat that has my uh, signature on it because they had me come out and hang out with the development team and help them uh, kind of get some things right on it. So, so on the seat back, not where your buns would sit. Well, I mean, there were signatures all over the place. Okay. Yeah, you can't just, it's just it's like a uh, your yearbook. You run out of page uh, space at some point, and you just you, you got to sign the uh, the binding. So that's super cool. I never get to sign a seat. All right, listen. If you're looking for the Nissan Titan, the Titan XD, or even the Frontier, give our friends at NissanUSA.com a click, or just go into your local Nissan dealer. You know, our friends over at DuraLastParts.com have everything you need to uh, fix up your truck. But I wonder if they have seats. I, they have more parts categories than. Any other supplier on the planet. Do you know that their uh, vehicle electronics uh, are tested under extreme temperature, humidity, and vibration, are built with thicker insulation and heat-resistant materials for longer life and durability? Sounds like your body. And precisely (laughs) calibrated to match or exceed the OE standards for performance, also like my body. No, not. Uh, Hardware is included for faster, easier installation where applicable. And, of course, all of Duralast electronics are designed for OE or better fit, form, and function. Can I walk into a store and get these uh, said parts? Uh, you go to DuraLastParts.com or down to your local AutoZone. When you're looking for reliability and or durability, just remember the name, Duralast Parts. All right, Holman, now it's time for you to... Know your notes. This is where we guess an exhaust note. So what we're going to do... Normally, you would quiz me and I'm awful at it. This time, hopefully, you'll be better. I'm going to play a stock truck exhaust, and then I'm going to play the same truck with a Borla exhaust, and you're going to tell me what truck it's on. All right, ready. All right, so first is stock. Here we go.
All right, Holman, and here's the identical truck with the Borla Attack exhaust. All right, Holman, do you know your notes? Uh, sounds like a GM pushrod V8 to me. Either a 5.3 or 6.2. Uh, no, really? Nope. Try again. All right, then it's a uh, Hemi. Ooh. What is it? All right, uh, well, I got pushrod V8 right, I know. So if it's not a GM pushrod, uh, there's only one other choice because I know what a pushrod V8 sounds like. So I, uh, I'm going with a Ram 5.7. Hemi, Ram 1500? That is correct. Yes, a 2019 to 21 Ram 1500 with a 5.7 Hemi. And that was the uh, the attack, the more aggressive one. That's correct. All right, if you're looking to make your uh, truck sound awesome, head over to Borla.com where you can upgrade your exhaust with uh, Made in the USA T304 stainless pieces. Of course, they come with a million-mile warranty and a no-drone guarantee. Uh, takes any lame-sounding truck and, uh, well, basically... Uh, Either makes you the envy of your neighbors or the ire of your neighbors, depending on uh, <laughs> what which one you choose. Either the uh, the touring, the S type, or the attack. I like the ire. Yeah, you know, you'll uh, turn the head of every uh, nine year old boy in the neighborhood who will give you a thumbs up because uh, <laughs> you're suddenly the coolest guy in the block. Or the grandmas give you thumbs down. <laughs> but but either way, you, you know you win. Yeah, you know you sound cool. <laughs> the truck show. We're gonna show you what we know. We're gonna answer. The truck, cause truck rides with the truck show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Oh, oh. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. All right, Mr. Holman, I feel like we're talking uh, Raptor first. How are you uh, feeling about calling Mr. Tom Liu? Why didn't we sing? Nobody sang for the intro. No, we did sing. It's uh, so sad. No, they don't know that because I turn us down, we're in the mix. Like, they didn't realize that. It bothers me. It bothers me. This is the first time in 180-something episodes, uh, we're counting yeah, the bonuses, okay. that nobody sang. We, we did sing. They think, they, they think that we sung. We didn't sing. But we did. It happened. I mean, we broke. This is where the bad luck comes in. No, right now. there's no bad luck. Yeah, don't we do broke that. in don't tradition. Don't bring that juju on uh, me. A black cat just walked in front of don't us. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Uh, a, a mirror. Don't what do happened? that. No. Walked uh. into a mirror. The truck show. Right, here we go. We're you went under a ladder, didn't yeah. you? We're gonna show you what we know. When you walk under the We're ladder, you, you can walk back out and then do it again by having a new intro. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. We're gonna erase it. The truck show. <sighs> we have. The you have to do it. Wrong. Is this sacrilege just talking over the intro? Only if we miss the singing. All right, here we go. And the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Oh, oh. It's the truck show with your host, <laughs> I had to make up Lightning for, uh, and Holman. Make up for a flub. All right, you can stop it now. We did it. I just, yeah. we have, I, I'm a, I like tradition. I just, I don't like my, my cheese being moved. Yeah, I, I don't know. like things happening that aren't supposed to happen or things that are supposed to happen not happening. I just, just can't do it. So thanks for, uh, 
Who moved your cheese anyway? That's Who right. regularly moves your cheese? Everybody. How does it get moved? I don't know. That's and when what, they do move it, is it gross? That's it why it makes me mad. Oh, I see. People are moving my cheese, and I don't know who they are. <laughs> Thank you for uh, indulging me and in, uh, fixing our uh, our uh, our. Uh, can we talk Raptor, and you can stop talking about cheese and people moving it? Yeah, just just gotta sing. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, we did. All right. Badly. <laughs> well, nobody said it was good. <laughs> All right, uh, Raptor, we've got uh, uh, Tom Liu from Ford Motor Company coming on next, and uh, he led the exterior design of the 2021 Ford Raptor. So uh, I thought that might be uh, kind of cool. There's a little bit of a story behind uh, how they decided to uh, to design it uh, in the same vein as the F-22 Raptor fighter jet, um, which might be you know different than other companies saying that it's a dinosaur. So I think Ford went their own way on that one. <laughs> so let's uh, give Tom a call and figure out how it came to be. Hi, Sean. Is this Tom Liu, lead exterior designer of the Ford Raptor for 2021? How you doing? Hi, I'm good. It's uh, reading literally the uh, the May issue of Motor Trend where it features the Raptor. Oh, well, that was a, uh, I think that was a good, uh, a good issue then. Perfect timing, right? Yeah, it is. It's a perfect issue, yes. Awesome. Hold on one second, Tom. We have a quick intro to play. Don't move. It's the inside job, baby. Yes, it is. It's the inside job now. Uh-huh. It's the inside job, baby. It's time for you to share what you do. Uh-huh. So this segment, Holman, is called The Inside Job. we got a friend, uh, Tom Liu, on the phone from Ford. All right, so Tom Liu is the, uh, <laughs> the awesome. lead exterior designer for the new, uh, as Lightning said, the hotly anticipated new 21 Ford Raptor, uh, which obviously the F-150 just got a, a, a freshening and an mm-hmm. update. And so you always wonder, is the Raptor going to carry that same de- design language forward? And in the case of the new Raptor, yes, it does. So let's let's go through some of the uh, the differences. Some are more subtle than others. I think the biggest thing is that you took inspiration, and it's all over the magazine articles. You know, uh, Holman's magazines have written about it, but you've drawn inspiration from aircraft. And how did that happen? Uh, yeah, um, not heavily inspired, but um, when it comes to details and some of the features. On the exterior, uh, some of the components, for example, like the fender vents and hood vents, uh, I took the liberty to actually go out of um, the normal car designer boundary uh, to actually look to, to look into other industries uh, to see if is there any extra value or connection that I can make uh, or can contribute or inter- uh, incorporate it to our design. Um, the reason that I picked the F-22 Raptor was the fact that, uh, first of all, our F-150 Raptor truck shares the same name, right? It's also called Raptor. Um, second, the the uh, F-150 Raptor and F-22 Raptor are both the leaders in their respective industries. F-150 Raptor truck has dominated the off-road high-performance pickup truck world for over a decade. And the F-22 Raptor has been just insane, mind-blowingly fast and technologically advanced in the airspace, aircraft space. Tom, does your Raptor uh, also evade radar? mm -hmm. It it might. Uh, (laughs) That is definitely a company secret. (laughs) (laughs) It does does fly low compared to the uh, uh, F-22 counterpart. uh, Counterpart, yeah. 
it does fly, fly very low. And <laughs> I, I re- recall when I was uh, working on it on early on in, uh, for the program, um, I, I joked about it actually uh, in, in front of uh, my management. I said, hey, you know, um, I would like to add some spice of the fighter jet because, you know, it's a F-150 Raptor and it flies just like the airplane. I mean, well, a, lot of, a lot of people, a few theists, take it to the dunes and send them. Oh, yeah, I, I've seen board. YouTube. I see what people do with them. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you were doing some of this research, did you have an opportunity to go and uh, and see a, a Raptor in person? The jet, meaning go up to it and go, and, and, or was it just you went and opened 50 photos and then pinned them to the wall? Uh, no, so I was lucky enough to have gotten the chance to actually uh, see a F-22 Raptor in person. Wow. Um, in 2017, uh, so that's right before I started working on the program. Um, th- there was a there was an air show. I think was um, a 50th anniversary of something, and they had a air show, a pretty big one, uh, in in Michigan, in the southeast Michigan near Detroit. There was a there was an airport. They had the uh, F-22s, F-35s, A-10s, all, all those good stuff. So I happened to actually, you know, took a taking a picture in front of it with the F-22 in the, in the background. So it's amazing to, uh, from yeah. a design standpoint, seeing it in person under natural lighting, how the light falls on it is hugely different than seeing something under the lights of a studio or in a photo. So really being able to see those curves and angles in person, I would imagine is much more inspiring than just the photos. Very, very true. Very impactful seeing in person. Now, I, I know that we uh, can't talk about future products, but I'll just throw this out there for our listeners. If Raptor is going to be like an F-22 Raptor, maybe the upcoming Bronco Warthog will be like an A-10. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see that. That's an ugly-ass aircraft. <laughs> yeah, but it's so cool. <laughs> I would definitely, I would definitely uh, wish that everything is going to be as well everybody is imagining or, you know, suspecting. He towed the company but, uh, line there right now. Yeah, he did. He's definitely had media training. <laughs> <laughs> so can we go through some of the enhancements over, you know, the 20 to the 21 Raptor? How are they, uh, if you can go down just a, a list of half a dozen things that we should be looking out for or that we might not see from the early press photos? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we can start from the front. Um, so from the front end, it has now this this blacked out grill that connects from lamp to, to lamp, right? Versus the last generation where it had the, the two kind of body color pieces in between lamps and the grill kind of separating the elements. We felt as a team that the front end looked kind of narrow by kind of putting body color in between. So this time around, we, we, we put the, we just make basically the, the grill and the lamps as a part of one graphic to make it looks extra white just like the the trophy truck i I know that you had talked about in early in your career when you had seen the first raptor how you were awestruck with just how wide and and squatty and low it looked and no 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 hold on he said hold on hold my beer i'm gonna show you why yeah Yeah. i'll show you why it's squatty the the The, the new one it's amazing what that does having that that fully blacked out from headlight to headlight what it does now do we need a a, we need a special license to because i'm going to be in two lanes as i'm going down the highway no just visually you'll be in two lanes it's still the same size yes yes (laughs) yeah but i I really love that 
I mean, yeah. So let's talk about the the width of it is is dramatic. The the visual width of it has changed. Even though the truck is the same size, visually it just looks like so much more brawny. And just the stance of it with the front end change is is really um, dramatic. Especially when you look at the current truck with the body colored frame around the grill, it almost looks kind of gosh. Dare I say pug nose and ugly? This new one is so pretty and, and muscular at the same time. Well, the proportions are right, you know? Yeah, I feel I feel like there's some tweaking on aisle six that made it that much better. But I also like how right above the Ford logo in the grill, and, and that did, did the Ford logo get stretched, or is it the same distance and you added the two little pieces? Yeah, what's, on- the, a- what's the aspect ratio of the actual F-O-R-D in the grill? Is that different from before? Um, It's the same as far as I remember, um, but we did add the, the actual dimension, you know, outside the letters, you know, next to the letter F and, and then le- next to the letter D, we add that two blocks of uh, actual real, real estate. So kind of, in a way, stretch, stretch it out, but not changing the, the ratio because it's still a very good ratio, you know, proportion for the letters. And it looks like the uh, the ambers, the three ambers straight above the O. Clearance are, lights. What's that? Clearance lights. Okay. It looks like those have gone from a smaller, uh, you know, one inch or so, and they, they look fairly wide now, like they're two, three, four inches, well, they, something like that. They look more integrated. Yeah. It looks as if the there's the signature sort of ambers uh, that frame the headlights, um, and it looks like they continue behind the grill and the three clearance lights kind of come out from breaks in that frame around the grill. It's it looks very they, they, futuristic. They, yeah, they look woven in, like you like you thread yeah. it in, right? Yeah, we intended to make them look really integrated and really just to to, to catch your eyes and, and also to show that we, we paid uh, a lot of attention to the details because these marker lights have become a very, very important part of the, the Raptor Design DNA. So we, we were not messing around with these lights. Well, and I remember when the very first Raptor, the first generation, came out, and I was uh, one of the very first journalists to uh, ever see it in person and cover it. In fact, the other one was Mike Levine, who uh, is at 4PR now. Oh, yeah. And yeah. when Mike and I saw it for the first time, the, the it was it was stunning because nobody had ever done that. The clearance lights have always had always been on the roof, but because of the width of the Raptor, they were required by you know the federal DOT standards. And the fact that they were in the grill was such a novel thing and, and game-changing. I remember the original Raptor team saying, we wanted to do this because when you see it behind you, you'll know exactly what it is. And that has really become part of the Raptor DNA. You see other manufacturers copying it, whether it's a yep. TRX in their hood scoop or whether it's an aftermarket. A lot of the Toyota guys are putting those yeah. aftermarket so, uh, three. TRDs. Yep, yeah. yep, on the TRDs. But you guys did it first, and by far, uh, this execution that you did on the Raptor, uh, the 2021 Raptors, is my favorite so far out of all of them. And let me ask you, um, yeah, the, you. the marker lights, did you have the option of putting them up above the, on the roof line, or did they have to be originally on, on the grill? I, I'm not sure how that uh, got to be that way. You know, well, the, the, the DOT if I, Yeah, if I remember correctly, you have to have the, the marker lights or the clearance lights because of the width. But there wasn't a standard at the time within that that said it had to be X amount of inches above the roadway or be in, or be in a certain belt of the vehicle height, or if it did, the mm-hmm. the grill the top of the grill fell into that range. Gotcha. And I don't know if that's changed at all, Tom, yeah. or if if I'm telling that correctly. As far as for this 2021 third gen, uh, when we were de- developing it, we were very 
laser focused when it comes to DNA, design DNA, we, we, we said to ourselves, these lights are going to go to the grill, like the first gen, like the second gen, these, these we're not changing. Good, okay. good for you. I, I think, I think it, it's, it's so Raptor, right? It just, it just looks yeah, amazing. It's very Raptor. Yep. Yes. Uh, and then let's move down beneath the grill and let's talk about the bumper. I, I feel like there's some subtle differences in the bumper and this looks like you took inspiration from an aftermarket bumper, one that is fabricated, but you made it a lot more flowing. Uh, are you are you talking talking specifically uh, around the fog lamp area? Yeah, so basically the the, uh, the yeah the end caps of the yeah. bumper where we've seen a lot of aftermarket bumpers that replace the oh, Raptor yeah, bumper the... and then put the fogs in there, and you guys have kind of figured out a way to keep that Raptor look and that and the OE right. things you need to do while incorporating the lights in there as well. As far as I know, I think they're they all covered by uh but the warranty as well with those lights. So uh yeah, the, these are great rigid lights, very, very good, right? Functional. And uh, you know, the team figured that it's it's a great way that if we can uh, uh just provide them and offer them um out of factory. But the, the, the bumper is different than the twenty, correct? I mean it visually the way it scallops up is that the right term, Holman? How it they go up? Yeah, that's, they go, a, that's yeah. a good word. Right. That's so they word. buy buy the wheels. You normally so it has the Raptor vibe. Like it looks, it look, but it's definitely you're not going to be able to bolt on the new Raptor bumper to an old one and have the body lines line up. This right. has definitely been modified for the 21. Correct. Yeah, that's a new bumper. And then now the hood's a little bit different. You guys did something different with the the heat extraction vents as well as the fender vents. That is correct. Uh, you, you can still see a little bit of similarity to the last gen, um, but we, we amped it up um, by putting a, a very different style for the uh, of the center area, you know, the power dome at the back edge of the, the hood. And also the, we freshened up and add a lot of characters, uh, characteristics to the fender vents on the, you know, on the side of the hood. And it, so that's uh, that's very interesting, and, and you know if you get get a chance to actually compare from distance, yeah, you see just blocks of black elements there, but look looking uh, close up, and you see a lot of differences. Yeah, the uh, the the leading edge vents, I guess, is what they, or I guess they're not vents. It's, there's a graphic you can get that comes down mm-hmm. to the leading edge that kind of. Um, breaks up the power dome hood and it's really hard to see in a lot of the press photos because there's uh, such a shallow angle but on the ones right. that pops up you there's it's almost like one of those details that you have to see the truck in person to appreciate because it doesn't show up well in photos but it adds a lot of character to the the front end yes absolutely yeah graphics are a very important part of the, the program uh we, we have a lot of guys that are they're very uh, supportive with the graphics. And this time around, we add a lot of Easter eggs to the graphics too. So just to kind of um, give them um, some extra um, value to the to the money. And, and a couple of those Easter eggs might be... He's not going to tell you. You have to go see it in person. Why Tom, would he ruin Tom that? Tom loves <laughs> us and he's going to spoil at least one right now on the show. No. Just one, please, Tom. One. <laughs> it's going to be a trail route, and uh, it will be. It's going to be on the thirty-seven uh, tire package, um, which Ooh. is going to be on the the box outer panel, and then you will find a trail route, and um, it's a very important trail route um, for us for for performance as well. So, mm. um, I know a particular trail route for Raptor in Anza Borrego. Would it be anything to do with that area of the country? 
No, not oh. really. Oh, oh. Mm. would it be south of there by a couple hundred miles? Hold on, first that, off, definitely south of there. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Interesting. Well, all yeah. I'm hearing is th- those are embargo. Those are embargo. No, no, no. Now. Those aren't embargo. They're see, no, it's, he can talk about. It. He's just dollar. choosing not to because he wants you to see the truck and enjoy him in person. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Let's move to the uh, the rear of the truck because uh, especially the taillights have a very different look to them and also you guys have done a lot to reshape the tailgate the applique is different on it um there's Mm -hmm. a a lot of i almost think that the the rear seems like it's had as much work to the front if not being more distinctive yeah the the especially the tailgate applique this time it's a rectangular shape right it doesn't have too much of too much going on on it um so to we actually wanted to make the rear look wider as well because um, the fact that the box is a little just very geometric and, and boxy in general, and we kind of want to give a little more of a horizontal feel to it. And, and also, in addition to uh, you know, the, all the in and outs on the, the sheet metal of the tailgate, the tailgate metal portion that has a lot of characteristics to it in terms of the design and styling, so we chose to go simple or simpler uh, on the tailgate applique versus the last gen. And then right above the applique is you've got your 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 handle, right? Your tailgate handle, mm-hmm. but that looks more like it's uh it's it's more angular in that it's almost like a wing. It's like yes. a, okay, it's like a spoiler, yep. which is very interesting. How far out does that come? It looks like maybe three inches or so. Like it's it's fairly dramatic from uh from like a a, a three quarter angle. From three quarter, even from the side, it looks really cool, and I think that's that has been our. Uh, it's a uh, it's not the main or key DNA, but it has been something that we we look kind of you know keep doing. Um, it, it, you know, since it's a good, good thing, right? Having kind of aerodynamic the spoiler at the at the back. So uh, we've done it. Uh, the second gen Raptor had something like that as well, and this time I think we am amplified it a little bit more. Um, you can see that there's a character line that goes around the tail lamps and then can kick up right right before it hits the uh, the corner uh, and then going onto the the top of the the tailgate rail. Yeah, that tailgate spoiler That's, is definitely mm-hmm. more dramatic than the current truck. You can you can mm-hmm. see there's a lot more shape to it, and you're almost in yeah. a way mimicking on the back some of the shape of the uh, the grill on the front with the different cham- chamfers and upkicks, it almost in some ways reminds me a little bit of the current truck's uh, grill, the way it's sort yes, of the ovoid. Yeah. It's almost like, hey, that's uh, that's on the rare, and we're looking back at it, and we see our history, but we also keep moving forward. I'm kind of curious, what's, uh, what's your history? How did you get into design, and have you always been at Ford, or were you other places? Uh, I, and I'm curious, Tom, what school did you go to? Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I've, I've been with Ford for four and a half years. I uh, started working for Ford since 2016. Um, prior to that, I was working at Honda, uh, Honda Motor Company, uh, as a designer as well, extra designer. Um, prior, and then prior to that, I was, I graduated from an art school in, um, the southern part of China, uh, which is a city called Guangzhou, which is adjacent to Hong Kong. And I studied industrial design there, and I, I obtained my uh, uh, Bachelor of Art there. I majored in uh, industrial design and automotive design. And grew, grew up uh, loving cars, loving airplanes, uh, fighter jets especially. So 
isn't Guangzhou a, a hub of industry? It is. It is. There are a lot of companies, manufacturers, uh, heavy duty industries, everything. Uh, they they built a lot of um, uh, things from as small as uh, cell phone, mobile phone, or smartwatch, right? You know, all the way to uh, cars and and uh, some of them are even related to uh, you know high speed railway, uh, train manufacturing. So, did you? ever personally feel any pressure because let's be honest this raptor is an off-roader's favorite truck i think that there's pressure to not screw it up i mean granted it's ford they're not going to screw it up but you know they could have taken a, a change the design language and and some companies every once in a while they'll do a complete redo right and they and they just mm-hmm. whiff, they whiff it <coughs> but bmw's new grill <coughs> <laughs> right yeah <laughs> right, bmw's new grill is hor- horrific uh, <laughs> right so yeah definitely pressure was there but i i was I was saying to myself, I want to push it. I want to, I want to challenge it. And also, um, I got great, great mentorship and help from my management, uh, you know, chief designers and managers and, and design directors. So, so I was very, very lucky to, to be able to work on the team. So what is your favorite element of the new Raptor? If you had to pick one thing, one win that you had that you felt really passionate about that made it to production, when you see the truck, you're like, I'm so glad I won that. Or I'm so glad the team pushed that through. What would it be? I would vote number one on the fender vents, and number two, I would vote for the marker lights, the the bladey looking one, the yeah. three dimensional looking one. Those marker lights are, are insanely cool um, because they are they're at least five years ahead of what competitors are doing. Yeah. And uh, the fender vents just we we started from basically ground up, despite that the location of the vent is in the general same location as the gen 2 because that is the area where the setup for the truck uh for that setup that 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 is the area that's going to be functional for the vent so we decided to just stick with the location because both of them are functional both on the driver and passenger sides both of them are functional so we, we decided to go with the location but then the style of it is completely different than the the, the second gen and it's a different design philosophy too. And there's also, if you, uh, for people who are who are into design and, and pay attention, you can see the the way the fender and the wheel arch flows into the body line is completely different on the new truck than it is on the 2020 truck. But it's very subtle. They are. They're very subtle. Uh, if you look closely, uh, closely the the angled surfaces, right, where the feature length that come off the wheel lip molding and that forms that a kind of a triangle undercut that shape was inspired from the f-22 raptors uh, fuselage because on the side of the the airplane there it's just very sharp angled uh, surfaces that that has a very crispy crease that, that that goes around right horizontally what's cool about that when you look at it is if the light hits it just right rather than the the fenders being blistered as if the wheels pushed them out it's almost like yeah. they trail back into the body as if the wheel wells are being pushed forward in an airstream. But what's neat about it is you have that line that goes into the body line on the doors that goes from a curve and straightens out into the truck. And it that mm-hmm. sort of forms the bottom boundary of the fender vent. And then the fender vent's actually on a little bit of a curved panel before it reaches the top panel of the fender. That's correct. And the, yes. the, you, But you can only see it in certain light. It's one of those things that 
if the light isn't perfect, you'll never pick up on the, the nuance of the way that that fender line, that body line flies out away from the vehicle toward the back like it's a contrail and the way that the mm-hmm. fender vent sits between the hood and that, like you were talking about, that angular crease of the fender. It's it's very subtle, but it's also very, uh, uh, to me, a very beautiful line art right there. Yeah, beautifully sculpted, definitely. Yeah, our, our clay modelers spent day and night try to just uh, nail that in because it was, it was a very, very complex surface uh, and actually multiple complex surfaces that come into together. So yeah, we, we, we had a, we had a great team sculpt sculptors and uh, we're able to pull this off and also digital sculptors too. Tom, how often had you created a drawing that the sculptors couldn't make and then they just threw clay at you? <laughs> oh, many times every, every day. And, they you know, they challenge me and I challenge themselves, uh, and, and as well, back and forth, great team. And we, we push each other at the, at, you know, at the same time, some of the forms that I, that I would draw would not make sense to them. Uh, just because I sometimes might not understand, uh, that well, as far as three dimensionality, right. And how, you know, lines are coming together. So, uh, without them, their help, you know, there's no, there's no product like this. Yeah, I would imagine it's pretty hard to take something that's, you know, rattling around in your brain. Then you have to translate it to paper, and then you have to translate yeah. it to people, and then those people have to translate to an actual production process. And that all came from some lines in your in your head, and I would imagine that there's times where like, oh, Tom, that's really cool, but we actually can't build that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, think back, it's, it's, it's a great journey. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm always amazed to see the the original drawings of where the different teams sort of start out from, and then mm-hmm. get down selected into two, or then eventually one, and to see the progression and how that final design is usually incorporating everybody's ideas, but with one of those original design themes that came up with, or that that right. people come up with. It's just a fascinating process that I, I don't think gets enough credit in the automotive world. And in fact, it's it's there. You know, design is so subjective. I would imagine it's right. one of the easiest things to hate. Yeah, but and hate on right. It, it is, but design. Although you say it's subjective, when there is a phenomenal design, it usually wins the room over. Right? Everyone can agree mm-hmm. that it's a phenomenal song. Right? Everyone. That's why hit songs right. are hit songs because we all agree on a song. Right? That's like, and when you have a winning Fender flare, or you have, or the overall aesthetic is just you knock it out of the yeah. park. Everyone stands there and go. That's the one. Right. Or do sure. you guys have fist fights in the uh, design dome? No, they throw clay. Don't <laughs> you think here? Yeah. <laughs> we, we throw clay and we, we pat on each other's shoulders be like, okay, maybe try harder next time. No, <laughs> so how proud are you going to be when this thing is on dealer lots? Like, will you go to a Ford uh, dealer and just stand there and stare at it? He's working on stuff five years in the future I, right now. He's no, not but, gonna spend he's, time. but hold on a second. He's got to soak it in. I would. <laughs> would you just stand there? Or would you take a buddy down there and go, hey, uh, you see that truck? Yeah, I made that. I designed it. I designed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely uh, rehearsed a lot of times in my head and, and thought about going there and basically just ask everybody so hey what do you think of this design <laughs> if, if they say oh i love it bro now i'll be like okay yeah because i was the designer of it if they said no nah, i hate it it's not not the same as the second gen second gen is better now i'll just keep my mouth shut <laughs> and walk away holman do we have a street date for the uh the new raptor soon 
Soon? That's not yeah. a street date. Soon is as uh, I want to put it. I want to put an X date. on a calendar. <laughs> it, it'll be. It'll be soon. Okay. And then you can go search out your Easter eggs when you go to. Should the... be out this year. So. All right. Well, look. Congratulations. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's both. such a sexy looking truck. We are. If you don't mind, we'd like to check in with you. Uh, from time to time, because uh, I have a feeling sure. you're you're, you're dialed in. Yeah, he's working on other stuff that we'll probably like somewhere mm-hmm. down the line, I would imagine. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Tom Liu, thank you very much. Lead exterior designer for the 2021 uh, Ford Raptor. And uh, we can't wait to thank see that thing so in person. Much. Thank you for making time for us, and we'll talk to you again soon. And you'll see all of his work at Ford Performance. Thank you again, and thanks for having me. Take care, everyone. You all got right. it. Thank right. you. Talk to you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Yo, my man, sitting across the table, how you feeling about some truck news? Let's do it. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Uh, Oh, wait. I thought, wrong, wrong one. I thought we were doing the, the truck show one again. This is the grunt one. I get confused. I get confused late at night when we're recording this thing. I'm just, just going to pretend none of this is actually happening. All right. Uh, we've got uh, quite a few stories from uh, from Ford. I'll start there. So, uh, Lightning, did you hear? No! No, I did not. Okay. Well, that's uh, pretty extreme for the <laughs> amount of uh, news we have. <laughs> Last week, we told you about how the uh, Lightning was probably going to be an electric truck. And today, Ford made it official that Lightning is returning. The F-150 Lightning will be the electric F-150. And on May 19th at 5.30 Pacific time, they will be unveiling more details about it. Uh, I've decided that that I'm okay with it now. Why all of a sudden? Only if it's a sport truck. Oh, interesting. If they make it like a full-on tech showcase in a sport truck, Mm -hmm. slammed all-wheel drive, Freaking like the Lightning was, but like better than any Lightning and better than any sports car, and just badassery, like flowing from you know like static electricity popping out of its little electric fittings and buzzing and beeping and whirring and ah, I'm good, I'm good with it then. Really? Yeah. But when would you not be okay with it? If it's just another four by four? If it's just another F one fifty that has uh, an electric powertrain, I guess. Hmm. I'm not an electric hater. It's just lightning means something. I mean, not on this show, but, <laughs> oh, but in the automotive industry. Ow, oh, that hurts right here, right here in my loins. I wasn't talking about you. Oh, yeah, sure you were. What, why? Geez, you must have such low self-esteem that you thought that was a uh, dig at you. It's awful. Uh, so anyway, lightning coming back. Hmm. I feel there's like a lot of ways we can take that, but uh, all those jokes there, just let them play in your mind. No, 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 no. no. I, I'm, I'm having a serious thought about, about the truck now because I am- um, I'm anticipating, well... You can't afford it. It's stop. Really? Your your problem is that you are like... Caviar on a beer budget? No. Wait, no, no. I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, I just mixed uh, metaphors. No, and that's not it either. It's <laughs> it's squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Uh-huh, yeah. Like, you're never satisfied. You're a you're a better chaser. You're, uh, you, you can never be happy with what you have or what you chose. It's always got to be better. And there's always somebody who has something better. And yeah. then you basically never stop chasing that. Uh, it's true. So then yeah. you'll go buy something, be mad that you bought it, and then like drool over quote unquote better. You'll build it, and then you're, the fun of the build is over because you've experienced better. And then you go back to your mini, and then you're sad again. <laughs> wow. No, it's true. Wow. Though. What a depressing life I have. Am I wrong? You're, uh, that is your automotive life. Y- you know, you, you are wrong in in a couple of cases. Okay. Y- you you ha- you were right up until recently. Okay. All right. So, 
I experienced like a, a, I bought a car. Okay. Now there's a car, not a truck. Yeah. I bought a car that I will never sell. So that was the Mercedes. It was, uh, I mean, the car was $120,000 new. And I, about I, 18000 now. I, exactly. But I still get all the performance uh, that the guy did who spent one hundred twenty grand, And um, I'm really enjoying it. I really, really enjoy it. So I'm not, I think that's where I'm going to stop for now on like the supercar thing, right? That's the supercars I'm going to get. You said like one or two episodes ago that you want to have a Lambo. D- I did say that, didn't I? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I did say that. Yeah. All right, so I take, you back, Lambo I, I take back everything I just said. I don't understand anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I let understand. me tell you where I am with the truck thing. Let me let me tell you where I am. All right, so Holman, you know this, and we've talked about it just a little bit on the air, but a lot more off the air. Because as you, we're we're idiots. We go off the air and we stand in the parking lot and we uh-huh. chat and for then another we have 20 another podcast show out there. I know it's ridiculous. Yeah. We do a whole other podcast for just ourselves right. after the show. Right. So I'm talking about buying a sport truck potentially, right? No, and, no, and, no, 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 no. Stop right no, there. No, you're not? No. no, I'm not? No, you're talking about buying a truck that you want to turn into a sport truck. That's correct. Yes, I should clarify. I'm talking about buying a bone stock, single cab, F-150 and making it into a sport Which truck. Which I think is stupid. Well, I think it's fun. No, no. I think it's stupid. And people are probably going, Holman, let up on lightning. Why do you always have to say what he's doing is stupid? Hear me out, people. Here's the thing. Lightning is Mr. I have to lower everything. I've got to bag it. i got to lower it. Except in a couple of cases where he's had a lifted truck. He had yes, the dually. Yes. But that's a rare exception. I didn't, to, I didn't lower my Toyota. I was bone stock geez, high. How, all right. Back, back in ancient times when lava was flowing <laughs> and pterodactyls prowled the skies. Uh-huh. Listen, my point is you already have your Mercedes lowered. You already have your C20 that you're apparently you know trying to get lower than the asphalt. Mm-hmm. And now you want to buy another vehicle to lower. Except anytime I talk to you, you never go, hey, you want to go pro touring with me at the pro touring <laughs> camps this weekend? Or you never say, dude, let's go autocross this weekend. Or, hey, man, want to go slam our bodies down at the truck show? No, what you say without fail on a regular basis is, dude, let's go off-roading. Do you have a truck? And no, so whoa, my, whoa, 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 so whoa. I did not say, do you have a truck? I say let's go off-roading because I enjoy the experience that we had Do you have a truck is not the point. That's not the point. You're missing the point of the story. The point of the story is you already have a slew of lowered things. Why would you buy another thing to lower it when the thing you want to do is go off-road? You should get a four-wheel drive F-150. But I don't think I, I go off-road enough to make it, it doesn't make sense. Maybe, maybe you will. You should get something that you put a leveling kit on that you can fit your family. And you told me, I want the big screen. I want the I want a base truck, but I want the big screen. Okay, they don't make them that way. Sure, I know. And in yeah. order to get the big screen, you have to at least have a super crew or a super cab. Right. You can't do it with a regular cab. So my whole point to you is you can't get what you want anyway. The things that you want are in a super cab or a super crew. Go get one of those. Make room for your family. Have but, your but kids then, come on. But, Go but camping. Then, well, hold on Put a set of leveling shocks I, and 33s but, and call a day. No, but remember, you, this is what I get into, though. And this is, this is a real deal. So then you have to get the four-door. And now if I'm in a four-door, I'm like, well, crap. Which four-door? I should have bought, if you buy a Ford F-150 or a, any four-door, right, then, you're, then I'm thinking, well, now it's a four-door. I should have gotten, like... An F two fifty, or I should have bought. I should have saved up and bought a TRX or a, a or a, you know then some that's something you, you're not ready to pull the trigger on the truck because you're just going to have buyer's remorse. But if I buy something that's low, like entry level, like then you'll hate your door. No, then I can just always think this is entry level. I didn't buy what I don't like, and I, I bust my father for this all the time. 
my father will go like he buys a, a BMW and buys like the mid model. I'm like, it's bogus. Either drive, either buy the base model or go full throttle. Don't, I, I've never liked the middle. But you're talking I hate about the, the middle. The, why were you talking about getting the middle? Because you can get the bigger screen in the middle, which you can't get with the base. No, I'd have you're to get. You're your no, own no, 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 no. I'd have to get the Lariat. I'd have to get the full tilt. No, Lariat's the not full. One. Lariat is I not I know full they tilt. have a Platinum or whatever. They have but a like, bunch of stuff above Lariat. Okay. It is the middle. It's pretty full tilt. It's not even. <laughs> it's right. It's it's literally XLT used to be middle of the road. That got pushed down. Lariat's middle of the road. Oh, see, that makes me uncomfortable. I know. That's why you're not ready to make this life changing decision. Uh. You keep saying this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. I want to have a five liter regular cab. Throw a Whipple on it. That's great. Yeah. Until you realize you have another vehicle that you don't want to drive to work because you're afraid of rock chips on the 605 from all the gravel trucks that you can't take anywhere. You can't take your kids on adventures. You can't go off road. And it's like, but why? You just did it to yourself again. Uh-huh. Now you have 10 vehicles that all do the exact same uh, purpose in your life. You need to mix it up. You need to have like a lowered one. You need to have a reliable one. You need to have a, a lifted one. That, they, that way, whatever you want to do, you just go do it. You don't have to go, oh, bad life choice on that one. <laughs> Should have lifted it. I know. That's but, all I'm saying. Yeah, but if I'm going to do a lifted truck, then is an F-150 the, what I need? There's I don't know. Lots of options out there. Yeah, I know. Now there's tons of options. You only reason you're not even a Ford guy. The only reason you wanted a regular cab F one fifty was to get the coyote out of it. That's so exactly that you could right. make strangely, so and ironically, so you could make your own lightning. Which is which is which is so now, cliche which that is, it's wrong. No, but I didn't. I wasn't going to call it a lightning. I, I, I think no, it's super it lame. Does, it is super lame. Okay, that's well, a, I'm not cool with calling it a lightning. I didn't that's, say you're yeah. going to call it a lightning. That doesn't just because you say you don't like potatoes, but you eat French fries, doesn't mean that you aren't eating potatoes. Doesn't matter what they're called; they're still potatoes. Okay, that's what I'm saying to you. All right, listen, my friend. What you need to do is do something that you you're like. Why well, don't do that enough? Yeah, but you aspire to. Do something that enables your dreams, your trip to the ghost town, your ability to get out in the desert. You have all the other lowered performance things that'll be cool at shows. Who cares about those? Have the thing that you can drive every day that that you actually enjoy. That isn't a mini. Treat yourself. Look at a new frontier. I brought that up like a dozen times, and I said, They're not out yet. I know. know. You are the GM guy. There's options there, too. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, to be continued. We want to hear from you. If you have any input on Lightning's consternations over a pickup truck purchase, he really does want to get a a truck. But, De- desperately. But he's he's falling into old habits. It's like it's like if if you no, no, I, I I see what you're saying. I'm just buying. It's the guy who owns 50 plaid shirts that he's in Macy's and he's like, oh, look at that plaid shirt. Yeah. Right? I was just- But you aspired to be the guy that could wear the sport coat over the shirt, the linen shirt without a tie and no socks. No, I don't. But you'll never do it. No, I don't want to be that guy. Miami Vice. I'm not saying you don't- I'm just saying the plaid shirt guy wants that. Yeah, right. He's like, man, that guy, he looks good. He's a sharp dresser. I can never do that. Yeah, no, I want something different. But again, if uh, if I could go get a TRX, you know, or I could get get a Titan, you know, Pro 4X, something like that. Yeah. But I don't have that cashish at the moment. I think you underestimated. But I, but, I, but, but if Lightning was a sport truck, the new Lightning was a sport truck and it was electric, I'd be really drawn to it. But you can't even, you won't be able to afford it. But I, The Hummer's $100,000. You think uh, that the all-electric F-150 is going to be anything under fifty or sixty? 
There's no way. Plus, you still have a Cybertruck on order. That's not going to be forty grand. You can't even afford what the Cybertruck. I know. I'm probably going to have to default on my hundred dollar deposit. <laughs> <laughs> can we move on and talk about yes, more news? Yes. Let's table this. Lightning. Have you heard? No. Uh, Ford is including an onboard uh, payload scale on the uh, F-150, so you'll know exactly how overweight you are when you're overlanding or offering. Of course, it's a feature uh, only on high-end models, so uh, you won't be able to ever enjoy it. Can you imagine if they had an uh, an overweight scale on the passenger seat? <sighs> Lightning, have you suck. heard? <laughs> no! So, uh, in more Ford news, because Ford apparently is making all the news right now, the 2021 Ford Bronco is even more powerful than uh, originally reported. You may remember that Ford came out and said that the 2.3-liter engine would be 270 horsepower and 310 pound-feet of torque. Uh, The official Ford specs that were spotted by uh, somebody at uh, Bronco6G.com shows that the new four-cylinder, 300 horsepower and 325 pound-feet of torque. That's 30 more horses and 15 more uh, pound-feet of torque than originally estimated. And here's something interesting. Here's some insider knowledge. Here's some scoop, maybe for you. Okay. Ford is allowing some aftermarket companies to... They have a measuring session. Okay. All right. It's called a measuring session for you who don't know, right? So whether you make exhaust systems or whatever, you can get under there with your laser scan gun and you can start working on some things in advance of the the vehicle making its debut, right? So it hits the showroom floors and you've got your parts ready. And there's already people who have had Broncos and uh, made parts for the real thing as well. Sure. That's true. Right. And um, they've, they've said no to a few companies. And we think that the companies they've said no to indicate some direction they may be uh, maybe offering their own wares in, right? Would that be fair? It's possible. Okay. So based on companies that are getting denied, I think they're going to offer some real performance mods for the Bronco. Actual like horsepower mods. This is just conjecture. I have no details, but I'm Literally saying- Literally Ford performance, yeah. You'll, you'll uh, but be I'm able saying, to go to Ford and order stuff. But maybe like a tune. Yeah. Yeah, oh. you can get that in the Ranger right now. Can you really? Yeah. Yeah, there's a performance package that's all um, EPA and uh, emissions legal that'll pump up the uh, 2.3 now. Well, it looks like they're doing I, that for I the, think uh, it's the Bronco. A t- I think it's a tune and intake and an exhaust. So based on the same platform, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, the V6, which was originally estimated to be at 310 and 400 pound-feet of torque, is now 330, 415. So that's a 20 horsepower and 15 pound-foot of torque bump uh, on premium fuel. I mean, those are healthy numbers. Yeah. There's going to be one thing about the Bronco. Uh, it won't be a slouch. No, and I wonder if they're going to lock everyone out of the ECM, as the companies are doing now. Like the Ford F-150, the 21 Ford F-150, you mm-hmm. can't get into the ECM right now. How about on my uh, Wrangler? Uh, you cannot get into that either. Nope, you have it, have yeah. it unlocked. And today uh, we ran a scan tool on it, and it said uh, PCM modified on the very first line. Confirm warranty. No kidding. Yep. Shows up on the uh, the Whitex scan. Huh. 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 Well, interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. All right, uh, Lightning, have you heard? No, 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 no. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, the 22 uh, Chevy Silverado 1500 and GMC Sierra 1500 refresh have been delayed due to the- uh, Chip shortage. You got it. Mm-hmm. You got it with all the uh, things sitting out. In fact, I have my, uh, my sister-in-law's boyfriend- just bought a uh, new F-150 and was told it was built, and it's waiting in a parking lot with hundreds of its friends right now waiting for some chips to come in for modules. Ouch. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, he just sold his Ranger, has no vehicle, and now the new truck that he thought he was going to have is not yeah. anywhere close. Another reason I'm not buying a Ford at this uh, particular moment. Because you can't? Uh, <laughs> ma- mainly because they can't, yeah. So I guess uh, we'll see when the 22s come out. I don't know that they've been pushed back to uh, be 23s, but I would imagine that that's probably uh, a possibility at this point, just mm. because uh, the uh, because the microchip shortage doesn't seem to be waning anytime soon. Uh, hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. The uh, gas shortage on the East Coast. And uh, prices are going up, and uh, I was just out there. In North Carolina, and the prices were about two fifteen, two twenty or so a gallon. <laughs> and, Whatever. And now they're talking about <laughs> prices going up to as much as two dollars and seventy five cents a gallon. And what did you just pay today? Uh, Four sixty nine for premium. Yeah. So suck <laughs> it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's it could always be worse, guys, on the East Coast. Although right. uh, it'll be interesting to see what how, what kind of impact that has uh, for the rest of the year, but. Uh, inflation is upon us. Have you seen the price of a two by four these days? Oh my God! If you, you know that the one. median home price went up thirty six thousand dollars or somewhere thereabout yep. because of uh, wood prices have yep. gone up. Wood yeah. prices have gone up. Gas is going up. Ice cream's going up. Beef is going up. Uh, I mean, guys, just. Uh, I mean, listen. Here's what happened during COVID. Everything shut down and demand went up. Yep. And now they, everyone they thought can't demand would. Yeah, they thought demand would go down for everything, and it nope. didn't. It went the opposite way. We all became consumers and just yep. devoured sat, everything. Sat in our houses and ordered off yeah, Amazon. That's exactly right. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, no. Nope. There's a uh, pretty cool store on fourwheeler.com. It's a uh, five-ton mega monster bus that's for sale. Can carry yourself and twenty-eight friends I'll just about anywhere. <laughs> uh, this thing's pretty uh, awesome. It's. Um, Basically was built to transport crews around the oil fields of North Edmonton in Alberta, Canada. Uh, it's a 1994 Bluebird bus body, but underneath it has a 5.9 liter Cummins 6BT turbo diesel with an Allison AT545 automatic transmission. It's got a two-speed transfer case with power takeoff capabilities, and that's what gets the power out to uh, all 10 of the wheels. I don't know if they're all drive wheels or not, but uh, the thing's pretty awesome. So the tires on this bus, 49.5-inch Michelin XZL, <laughs> uh, usually seen underneath uh, military tractors. Wow. And uh, underneath, it's the uh, standard fare for 510 military trucks are uh, glorious and beautiful Rockwell axles, uh, probably with 644 gears and two-inch diameter axle shafts from the factory. So uh, <sighs> if uh, you're looking for a monster bus uh, to haul you and your friends just about anywhere, head over to fourwheeler.com where you can check out that thing. It is uh Pretty amazing. You got a price on that bad boy? Uh, let's see. Where the uh, if the bids have gone up now? It's uh, rbauction.com for Richie Brothers Auctions, and it says the uh, the item uh, I clicked can't be found, so maybe it sold. Let's oh. do a little research and see if we figure out if it did sell what it sold for. But uh, things pretty badass. Wow. Monster, Monster bus. What do you think it would go for? I'm gonna say uh, twenty grand. S- oh, that little really? Yeah. Was it pretty beat up? It's an old bus from the oil fields. It's not like yeah. you know. It's not going over to the Barrett Jackson. Uh, uh, I'm going to guess uh, 37. All right. Uh, and cool. you don't you don't know. There's no way to know. No, there's no way. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, now that we've uh, spent copious amounts of time talking about off roading and adventuring in, uh, uh, in uh, trucks you don't own and giant monster buses, why don't we give our friend Billy Creech a call? He wanted to uh, check in and talk about the dangers of adventuring unprepared. Is this one Mr. Billy Creech on the phone? Yes, it is. It's Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. How are you guys? We are good. We have a quick intro to play. Don't move. 
Alright, so uh, Billy and I were talking on the uh, on the phone, and uh, we were discussing uh, desert adventures. As you know, I like to uh, travel in the backcountry and go explore. And there was a, a sad story that came out recently about a couple who got lost in Death Valley after some car troubles. And we started talking about how we don't really know if people know what to do in a survival situation and, and how to get out of it, and kind of some common sense facts. And I said, you know what? Why don't you come on the podcast since you're... Uh, a, uh, a grizzled veteran of uh, exploring the backcountry, especially in harsh conditions. And let's talk about that and, and remind people how to be safe out there. And Now, we should give some backstory as to uh, who Billy is and why he's got so much credibility in the space. So, Holman, you spent some time with Billy. Explain. Billy Creech, you want to uh, go and give you uh, your full bio for Mr. Uh, Lightning here? I thought we did that already. See? Not on this episode, guys. I'm going to make you do it again. I'm sorry. Not everyone listens to every episode. All right. Just just say, Billy, yeah. who the hell are you? Billy, first off, who the heck are you and why are why do you have mad cred in this space? Uh, well, I mean, cred's all relative, right? I know people that have been doing this a lot longer than I have. So I moved, right? Last time we talked, I moved from Southern California to Idaho. So you're one of the stuff. people ruining Idaho. Thank you. Yeah. No, actually, I'm not. I've had that conversation with a few people up here, and they, 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 they came to understand really quick. Be honest. Um, when people ask you where you're from, you tell them uh, Georgia. Oh, no. I, 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 well, actually, my family is from Georgia. But um, no, I still have my California plate on my truck. Well, that seems they, like a mistake they, in Idaho. But, you know, I mean, you know, I've been, been exploring the desert for a long time and done a lot of stuff out there, right? Um remapped the emht in the mojave done a lot of long distance stuff through death valley and, and map you know done some unique routes through there and and a lot of time just in the southwest desert even the the pacific northwest desert areas of oregon and eastern washington stuff have spent a lot of time out there and you know i've i've done this for a long time i've i've actually sean you know for your listeners the last time we talked we gave big uh, props to Dennis K. Spear. Uh, just yep. an update for your listeners who passed away a couple of months ago. Um, so thank you for your nice tribute uh, to him. I appreciate it. Yeah. His daughter really appreciated it. Uh, we actually um, had uh, people who emailed me after he passed away who had supported uh, the Mojave Desert Cultural and Historical Association by purchasing uh, books and things like that. So I had a bunch of emails and DMs with people saying, dude, I heard Billy Creech on the podcast, and he, look, I got the book. So hopefully there's some more uh, people out there uh, learning the history of that part of the Mojave. Nice. Well, I've, I've, you know, I've, talked to, I've been in touch with a few people who've pinged me that have bought the books that intend to go do the route, and I, I tell everybody, feel free. You know, you can... I'm easiest to catch on just a DM on Instagram at my fractal dot exploration, you know, handle ping me on that. Ask any questions you want. I'll, I'll call you, talk to you, whatever. It's, it's all about doing it right, doing it safe and having a good time. Yeah. You and I have been on the phone for hours going over the supplementals and the books and stuff. So definitely have been a, a great resource. So, uh, Let's talk about kind of the reason we wanted to have you on. And that's because there's, you know, obviously, uh, people are exploring these days in greater numbers. And a lot of car manufacturers are showing 
Subarus and RAV4s and all sorts of different things going way deep in the backcountry. And people are starting to get themselves into trouble. And, you know, we thought it would be kind of cool to remind people, like, if you get stuck, if you have an issue, like, here's some common sense tips so that you come out uh, okay on the back end. Yeah, Madison Avenue is not doing anybody any favors when it comes to the advertising campaigns for some of these vehicles. You know, I just watched a commercial the other day with, with a group of folks dressed in, you know, nice walking around the street clothes in a little crossover with iPhones, um, having a good time going into the back country. And I'm sitting there going, your phone isn't going to work and your, t- your car is not going to get you back. <laughs> so, and you're going to be really mad when you get mud and dirt all over those when you're changing your third tire. <laughs> right. Well, it, it, if you know how to change a tire, right? I mean, and that's, that's part of the thing of, of talking to you, right? That the situation that just happened is tragic. Um, you know, one person dead, one person critical. Um, unfortunately, it's not that uncommon in hostile environments. And make no mistake about it, Death Valley is one of the top five hostile environments on the planet, including Antarctica. Uh, by the so, way, Death Valley, uh, it's its proof of advertising, right? Like, it's actually named <laughs> yeah, that for a it, reason. Yeah. Well, we need, wait, to, wait. we need to give the story as to what actually happened. I don't want to dance around it. Yeah. because yeah. So the long and short of it, right, is, is a couple, they... they went exploring in their Subaru. They did a lot of things right. They they told people where they were going. He is an army veteran. Um, he likes to, to wild camp, not in campgrounds. So, you know, applaud getting out, doing that. But they, they did it right. They told people where they were going. They filed a backcountry route itinerary with the visitor center in Death Valley. They, they did some of those things right. They said when they were supposed to come back, and then things went bad. So their backcountry itinerary included, at least from the press article, right? So well, let, let's before we get there, let's just complete the story. They go out. They did not return when they were supposed to. People called. You can file. There's a number in Death Valley for missing or overdue people that you can call and they will launch a search. Um, I have used that on people before. They did not return, so a search started. They had filed a backcountry itinerary, so that's where the search started. Then the search expanded. Their car was found a couple of days later. They did another right thing. They left a note on the in the car saying where they were headed to. They had three days worth of water. They were headed to Mormon Point. Yeah, they had so um, so two flat tires. Obviously, they had you know two one, flat tires, yeah. one spare at most, and the car was stranded. And while it was great that they left a note and they had three days worth of water with them, according to the note, that definitely helped officials kind of uh, direct the search efforts. But the problem is, as you and I talked about earlier today. The car is always found. Yes. It's hard to find the people. So why you would leave that shelter or why you would leave the vehicle behind and go walking through such a, uh, a you know, right. harsh terrain is, is, that's a tough thing to decide, you know? Especially when that vehicle means oh. so much that you could use it for, right? You can use it for shelter. You can use it for a signal fire. You can use it. For, yeah, light um, your uh, burned out well, tire. You know your your tire that doesn't work anymore. Make yeah. a big black, you know, smoke right. uh, signal out of it. So this is about the latest time that I would go explore Death Valley. In fact, this is actually about two weeks later than I would go out in Death Valley. Normally, this time of year, you're getting into the 90s um, to mid 90s. If it's if it's uh, 
95 degrees in uh, LA, it's going to be over 100. And you can get, you know, temperature fluctuates a lot in Death Valley. It can be super cold at night. It can be super hot in the day. You can get massive extreme wind. Uh, I've been out there in, you know, in my rooftop tent in 65 mile an hour plus winds um, that came out of nowhere just because that's the desert. That's how it is. But the floor of the valley, people don't realize Death Valley is made up of multiple valleys. You've got, it's not just Death Valley. It's Death Valley, Green Valley, Searles Valley, Owens, Panamint, Saline. There's a bunch of them. And in between every one of those is a mountain range. So you can go from the lowest point to one of the highest points in a very short distance in the continental U.S. in, you know, 30 miles. You can, you can be the lowest point, 282 feet below sea level, or the highest point, at uh, Mount Whitney. If somebody is planning on, you know, venturing out into the backcountry, what are the types of things that they should be thinking about before they leave home and before they start their trip? Obviously, we talked about telling people where they're going, but in terms of vehicle right. and capability. Well, I think so. So, vehicle and capability. One, a a as much as a Subaru or any type of crossover vehicle are advertised as four wheel drive they are all-wheel drive or they are a close approximation of four-wheel drive they typically do not have a transfer case which means they don't have a low range set of gears they also tend to be lower to the ground so they don't have the ground clearance and they don't have the general ruggedness of a traditional four by four so case in point the best the best comparison i could make is my daughter has a Jeep Renegade, right? And she can go do fire roads. She can go do up to level two at the very most. Um, but she knows it. I trained her very well in that. It's not a Wrangler. It's not a JK, JL, Rubicon. It's not a Gladiator. It's not for that. If you want to go do heavy duty stuff, you need a different vehicle. And I think but, mo- most of our guys are going to have a body on frame pickup truck. And m- some may have the proper equipment and tires. But let's just say... For for the sake of the conversation, a stock, well well outfitted factory four x four. So let's say it has decent tire suspension, skid plates, maybe even a rear locker. What are the other things that surround the vehicle that people should be doing to keep themselves safe? So one really good tires that matters. Water, a lot of it. The ability to refill it and filter it if you need to. Extra fuel, and I, I break a cardinal rule of overlanding or exploration right is is they typically will tell you take your spare fuel and dump it into your main tank as soon as you can to to get the weight in the most optimal spot of the vehicle right and get it off the either the rear tail, tailgate or rack or somewhere wherever you're carrying it is not as optimal as that low fuel tank i don't do that and it's a lesson actually learned from death valley um my girlfriend's dad actually is is the one who taught me the lesson he had a scout and they were out in Death Valley, and he cracked the fuel tank, and he lost all of his fuel. There could be argument made also that be, having it behind the rear axle could help your rear axle traction if you have issues it with can. your front axle, too. Yeah, yeah, if you don't have buddies that can stand on it, on your bumper. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, I mean, weight can help. Um, your tires can help. The, knowing, being knowledgeable about uh, lowering tire pressures uh, to reduce your likelihood of getting stuck or popping a tire. The ability to communicate cannot be stressed enough. People, you know, 
cell phone technology today has people spoiled thinking that they work almost everywhere. So I, I've got a uh, f- I've got a Find Me Spot satellite communicator when I go out, and of right. course Garmin makes uh, something the InReach, which is a, a similar right. type of a deal. And so just this yeah. past week when I was out in uh, uh, Arizona wheeling with the Center Force crew, uh, we ended up at a campsite. We had great cell service at the top of the mountain. A mile down the road, we were at the bottom of the creek, and that's where we ended up camping for the night. I was able to send my wife a, uh, a text message over the satellite and let her know that basically checking in, I'm safe, here's my coordinates in case somebody's missing me. And I, I don't think enough people uh, take those uh, satellite communicators um, uh, seriously because that, that could be the difference right. between life and death. Absolutely. And and it has been repeatedly in many cases for both companies. You, you carry spot, I carry an inReach. Um, and I've been able to use my inReach where people couldn't even use a satellite phone, right? Because the bandwidth difference between text and talk. Sure. A lot of people don't even understand this about Death Valley, right? It's proximity to sensitive, some of the most sensitive bases in this country regarding, you know, our, our Air Force and, and some others. There's places that your satellite won't work. There are times or your GPS doing is off. certain exercises, yeah. right? They, they everything goes funky. I've watched my low ramp start squiggling out, and go, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so know? somebody's up there doing something fun. Exactly. It's like driving up so, to Area Fifty One. You know, no, what I mean? they, but that's it. Right. Is Area Fifty One yeah. is not that far away from Death Valley. Exactly. Yeah, the the guys flying out of Area Fifty One are, are coming over to Death Valley. You know, it's and I've been up there, and yeah, nothing works. Everything turns black. So, you know, the ability to communicate, the ability, you know, we talked about this when I was on before about recoverability, repairability, capability, things that when you're going into a really hostile environment, you need to think about it. And honestly, if you do it enough, it should just be part of your thinking for any trip, really. You know, I always carry trip plus X number of days of water, trip plus X number of days of food. It's funny you say that. Uh, I do that with underwear and socks. Of course, yeah, right. because yeah. because you soil them. Well, right. Yeah, right. I'm doing stupid but, things in my Jeep. Then you know, I, I right. want to have a fresh pair of chonies before bed. Except for that last trip that you told me where you left a mark out in the uh, wilderness. And you, uh, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a mark. It was. Uh, it you was left a uh, full tilt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now? Right as the right. sheriff drove by, and I ducked behind you know, a tree. Mm-hmm. Sometimes undergarments need to be sacrificed. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, soiled uh, undergarments make for. Uh, uh, they're playing, by the way, at yeah, uh, the, Coachella. The yeah, oh. yeah. So. Um, they also make really good Atari uh, fires if you're looking for black smoke. What'd you call it? Atari yeah. fires. Atari fires. Atari fires. Atari fires. They're like tar, uh-huh. like like black smoke. Now is that like the Ataris? No, Are they encroaching not on their, on their on their trademark. No, definitely no. not. Hmm. Hey, I think the other thing that uh, you should be able to do not only be self-sufficient, uh, although anybody who goes out on a trip like that should be with somebody else, but you should also be able to self-recover. Uh, yes. Self recovery is a massive, like that's a huge thing in the backcountry. Yes. I've been. You no, know, that's the same as like the day, like like a recovering from a hangover. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, well, what happens is if you're stuck and you can't self recover, you'll probably have a hangover from drinking all your booze that night, hoping somebody comes along the trail to uh, free you from your pre- uh, predicament. Right. right. You have recovery and you have repair. Right. Uh, a blown tire. You know, the, the ability, right? And, and there's there's not a lot of details yet on this case. We know they had we know that they had two blown tires. But two blown tires, did they even try to change one of them sure. and progress further? 
Um, and, and he had survival you know, training from the military as well. So it's it's crazy to think that you know they were in a situation where one of them didn't make it because you would well, think that. Well, what are the details here? So where did we find these yeah. two people, and were they were they apart? Were they together? Which one died? I don't I don't I'm foggy on the story. So so they were together. So so they were in their backcountry itinerary. They had listed where they were going was at least according to what's been released you know bad water uh artist palette devil's golf course racetrack um well all of those things other than racetrack you can access from the pavement so you really don't need a backcountry itinerary the racetrack is the only one that's really remote and ironically that's where i came across a family who had blown two tires a couple of years ago and had absolutely no idea what to do and I dealt with them, but they said they were you going just, to racetrack. You they shot him and left him at the side of the road? No, <laughs> he didn't, he didn't no. deal with them that way. Oh, oh I, I see. I changed one tire, repaired the other tire, gave them food, gave them some granola bars, gave them some water. It's like, go told that them way. Where to go, yeah. Told them, go, go to Beatty, get a hotel room and buy new tires in the morning. And then I drove to Beatty to make sure that they were there and made it okay. I mean, you so, probably saved their lives, be, being perfectly honest can be right it was a it was a husband and a wife and a little boy um but they were not prepared to be out there in the in the yeah they're they're prepared for a day things trip. can go wrong right they're prepared to be there for everything to go right yep it's when things go wrong that you need to be prepared for and, and people never bring enough but, water because water it can be used if you know in a radiator or if you've overheated and so you have to think about that kind of stuff, too. It's not just water for the people. Look, guys, I'm going to strangle both of you if you don't finish the story and tell me where these people were left. <laughs> Dude, seriously. So this is where I'm going with this, Lightning, is they filed a backcountry route that every destination was in Death Valley. Where they were found was in Green Valley. So they had come off of Golden Valley Road. It's one valley to the east. They had come off of Golden Valley Road towards Willow Creek. That's where the car was found. They then left the vehicle, left a note that they were hiking towards Mormon Point. Mormon Point is on the other side of that mountain range, back into Death Valley, where the blacktop is that heads to Badwater Basin. So they were trying to get to a road, and they were trying to get to the closest road they could, but they were doing it through a very, very rugged canyon, the kind of canyon that on maps, the hiking trails stop. So they were found together up on a very steep ledge so steep that the rescue guys could not get to them they had to maneuver it around a different way she apparently had a really damaged foot um and was was flown out he was deceased they were together but up on a really steep ledge now that that area i've never hiked it i know people who have and they said it's a it's a series of steep depending on which way you're going, the way they were going would have been a series of very steep drops. So maybe they ran into a point that they couldn't proceed further and go back. I have no idea. And I don't want to speculate on it because it's very tragic. A lot of people in these situations, when they get into, Oh my God, the car, we have two flat tires. We can't go anywhere. You know, they either, who knows how much time passed because you don't know when the whole situation started. They could have sat there for a couple of days and decided nobody's coming out here. We need to go do something or they could have immediately bailed. Who knows? I just want to educate people that 
the best thing you can do, unless you're sure you're going to die if you stay at that vehicle, is to stay with the vehicle because they always find the car. Always. And so what, case in point with the Germans in, in 1996 in Death Valley, right? The, Ford, the German family, they found the van, but it was 13 years before they found the remains of the bodies. Is that true? Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it happens all the time. And See, now you know why I don't want to take lightning with me. It's it's not that I don't <laughs> want to go on a trip with him. It's I don't want to risk him. You don't because, want to risk me. Right. Yeah, because you're such a you're a treasure to the world. You know that I'm going to off you and leave you uh out with the in the desert. Uh you know buried. you know that I can protect myself. <laughs> yeah. You do have more uh, firearms so, than I do, yes. So, you know, water. They they said they had three days of water, but but three days of water is a lot of not water. If you're hiking, not if you're hiking through right. uh hundred degree weather. Well, yeah, and you know you your normal water. Well, that's your the normal water recommendation. About. How did you carry that water? Yeah. Your normal water consumption, right, is sixty-four ounces a day. In a desert environment, it's ninety ounces. Mine Death is one hundred and twenty ounces of Dr. Pepper a day. <laughs> well, you're putting on you're weight, not far off, right? <laughs> the the Death Valley is so arid that it's actually one hundred and twenty-eight ounces. So it's one hundred and thirteen percent more than the normal recommendation, just because of where you are, and that doesn't include the strenuous activity of hiking or trying to repair a vehicle or the, the increased stress level of an emergency situation. Three days of water is what was left on the note. But what does that mean? Right. Is it three days of normal condition? Is it three days of death Valley water? Who knows? So no, it's, it's one bottle but, of Avion. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, at, at, well, we don't want to bum everybody out, but we want you guys to be no. smart when you go and explore well, here, adventure. Here, right. Here's what I'm hearing, yeah, guys. But, all, all this talk about all the water and all the prep. If you have a freaking communication device and you can text, you know, someone to come get yes. you, they can airlift you out. You're, you're good. So it's all about yes. communication. Even if you don't have Ritz crackers with you and, you know, and all you got is one bottle of freaking sparklets. Does anyone drink sparklets anymore? Maybe Arrowhead. Like, just have a communication device. Now, let's let's button this up and tell people how they can get a communication device. So, Holman and Billy, you guys both use different ones. Yeah. Where do you go for each one? Uh, you can get them anywhere. Any, uh, an RAI, yeah. you can get them on Amazon, you can right. get them online. The, the two major players in that satellite space are, uh, are Spot, so findmespot.com, or Garmin. You guys will know Garmin from um, the GPS uh, devices. And both of them have the ability to send text messages or and even you can you can program them so you can send back and forth text messages or on the basic plans you can just send a hit a button and as soon as it gets right. satellite it'll say I'm safe at these coordinates you know whatever with a predefined message and they both have predefined messages right. so they're 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 great right. and there's a rescue button that like on the find me spot you can pay for the insurance but whether you have the insurance or not if you push that button a helicopter is coming for you yeah, it's a, this, the same on the Garmin. Um, the, the advantage of the ones where you can text is you have the ability to tell them exactly what's going on. If you're able, you have the ability to tell them what's going on so that they send the right level of support for what's needed. And, and you know, Sean, Sean mentioned it. You can't stress this enough. The advantage of these devices is as soon as you hit that SOS button, where you are is instantly communicated to a 24-7 uh, Geos team that that's all they do is monitor these situations around the world. Spot's been around for what, probably 15 years now, something like that. And they have 7,599 rescues worldwide from somebody pushing that button on their communicator. 
Wow. Yeah, and, and Garmin Garmin bought Delorme, but it's a it's a similar number. So a lot of people have found a serious need to use these. I've had to use mine in in situations that I've been in unfortunately with other people, not for myself, but I've had to use them for other people. And it's it's a lifesaver. It really is. And I cannot stress enough, you have a monthly plan that goes with them, but like Sean said, you can get the basic plan that just gives you the ability to, to communicate. You can get a higher dollar plan that allows you, you know, unlimited text and, and two minute tracking versus 10. And right, because for me on mine, uh, my girlfriend's dad used to coordinate Riverside Mountain Rescue. So he tracks us when we go out. I tell him where we're going and I have my map share with him. So when we go out, he's actually following a breadcrumb gets dropped every 10 minutes. So he can follow where we're going and he knows about where we should be. And so, you know, there's you can have people that care about you watching your progress to make sure if something bad yeah. happens. And what, if, said, what if you, and what if you don't have anyone that cares about you? In Holman's case. No, no, then you just push the button and then people you don't know. <laughs> you push the button. Uh, will, and will then come people you pay show up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we've got some great words of advice. Appreciate that, Billy. Uh, I mean, look, be prepared is the bottom line. You, just because you have a cell phone and you're on Snapchat does not mean that you can... I'm right. sorry, sorry, TikTok does not mean that you can go out and uh, and conquer the wilderness. Yeah, and if you because wanted, you're still yeah. you're still a pansy. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, urbanite. listen, listen. Yeah. There were people who walked through Death Valley barefoot with ox and wagons, and you're not that guy. No, you you're, have, you're soft. No, you have a Subaru you're, you're, Outback. You're buttery soft right with a, now with a tule rack on top. And, Stop well, it. You are walking with a backpack that has an umbrella built in because you need the shade. So just well, keep keep in mind one thing though, right? Even even if you're tough, nature doesn't care. Dave Legano, right, who was an actor, an MMA fighter and stuff, he was the guy that played, you know, uh, Greyback in the Harry Potter movies, the big werewolf dude. You know, hiking in Death Valley. Hikers came across him dead. This is an in-shape, tough dude, muscular guy, not a lot of body fat, dead, and he was on a 2.2-mile trail between two ro- two paved roads. Literally. It can happen yeah, that fast. It can happen to anybody. So right. all we're saying is, Go out be there. Be fat. No, what you're you know, saying no, is be, be fat. No, if you're fat, you can last longer. <laughs> right. But that's so be fat. So, but <laughs> if, if you guys want to follow Idaho's uh, newest resident, uh, Billy Creech, at fractal.exploration on Instagram, he's got a lot of great uh, uh, just adventure photos and things that he's up to and things like that. And, and uh, dude, we appreciate you always kind of being the. Uh, uh, I don't know the voice of reason on the Truck Show podcast when you uh, when it comes to backcountry exploration. Well, it's you know, you want people to have fun, you want them to enjoy it, but you want them to be able to come home to tell the story, right? The stories are always better when when everybody's alive and and not necessarily also a t shirt, not necessarily, no, not necessarily. Listen, it, it, it wouldn't be any good television if everyone lived, my friend. Come I've, on I've, I've done that for real, and it's 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 it's, it's, it's better, kind of a buzzkill. Yeah. Yeah. Better, <laughs> I know, I know. better when they're alive. Better when they're. I will make that but into a T-shirt. Early October, October 9th, tenth, eleventh, that range, um, out at Goss at the MBHCA yep. is the annual rendezvous. Right, if you're a member, membership's twenty five or thirty five bucks. Um, you camp for free. And it's the annual rendezvous, and they are actually going to be doing uh, the service for Dennis Casebeer. If any of your listeners want to come out for that, to be there, it, it's going to be um, 
his service along with with the normal rendezvous events i'm gonna make it back down for that one for sure so hopefully i'll see you out there all right we'll get it on the calendar and uh Dude, congrats on uh, getting on the board and and all the stuff you've done for the you know for the Mojave Desert. Uh, it's it's great to see you still be involved, even though you abandoned all of us down here and moved Idaho. <laughs> nah, man, never abandoned you. Much love. Hopefully, I'll get to uh, see you out on the trail one of these days, and uh, we'll, we'll October catch up soon. You're gonna catch up in October right, before October. Hey, okay. Hope so. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, and thanks for the time. You all guys right. have a good one. Thank you. Take care. Talk Bye, buddy. Talk right. to you later. All right, Holman, I think it's time to call Mr. Jordan Mulbauer of Daytona Truck Meet fame. Update! That was well done. Is that how we do that? I mean, I think that it's on par with Jordan himself. Well, let's uh, see if he will answer that way. Excuse me. (laughs) What on God's green earth is going on over there? What happened? What's going on there? Jeez, were you in the middle of swallowing something? (laughs) Yeah, took a big old gulp of whiskey, and I was like, oh, it's Sean. He's calling me. Yeah, you got the both of us here. It's Lightning and Holman. Hey, uh, we were expecting a big old update. Update. That's better. Update. I think oh, Holman's got it better. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let's have a hold on. Let's do an update off. All right. Ready? So first, uh, Jordan. Jordan's got the, uh, you know, he sets the bar. Okay. So count of three. Jordan, one, two, three. Update. Oh, he went for the extended. All right. And here's Holman. One, two, three. Update. That was pretty good. <laughs> All right. Huh. Come on, Jay. Your turn. One, two, three. Oh, <laughs> oh, my pupils are bleeding. 1988 metal, right? That. I went straight soprano on that one. Uh, I wonder uh, if Billy Bargain could uh, do an update. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they, they... hold on. Yes, Billy, you going to give it a shot? Hi there, Lightning Holman. And is that our ginger friend over there on the line? Hey, Ginger Jordan, what's going on, brother? I got one thing to say for you, and that update. Oh, update! love that! Thanks, Thanks for, Billy. Yep. Thanks for coming by, Billy. That was, yeah, that was, uh, nice, that was nice outstanding. I've seen him in a while. No, that's great. Why do I have a spider web literally on my microphone? We were just here two days ago. I don't know. Oh, that Lord. means he's living somewhere in our studio. Well. Have uh, Billy take him out with him. Hey, uh, why the hell did we call you? What is this all about? You texted some weird message, and then all of a sudden our uh, five-star hotline went to hell. Yeah, I know. Apparently, I had to upgrade your your data plan for your cell phone network there. I don't (laughs) know. Did I blow up the lines, or what happened? Yeah, but we only have time to do about 30 of these, all right? Did you already pre-screen these people? We Mm got to weed out the crazy. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, sure, we did that. No, there's no pre-screening going on. All right, Jordan, so before we get started, we have to play the intro. So now let's explain what Jordan did. Let's rewind the clock a little bit. It was like two weeks mm-hmm. ago. Jordan, you went on Instagram and posted what? I just uh, put up a post. I was like, listen, I, I want to give away a VIP pass uh, along with a full-blown care package. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to involve my people, my friends over there, the Truck Show podcast. So 
I wanted to wanted to spread the love, you know. That's awesome. Jordan is the gift that keeps on giving. So, Daytona Truck Meet, June 11th through 13th. Now, that's coming up really soon. Do you have the soon. location for that, Lightning? Uh, yeah, that is the Daytona International Speedway. <laughs> Just checking. Yeah. It's kind of in the name, right? <laughs> well, I guess it could be anywhere in Daytona, I suppose. <laughs> that's true. Right? Because it is a little bit on the beach, and it's a lot in the uh, Speedway. It's definitely uh, a, a whole town takeover. That's really right. Is. And and what does this VIP treatment consist of? We've got a little bit of everything there. So you get the VIP spot is like a parking spot right in the main row within the within the vendor section. Uh, you get a free T-shirt with that free event T-shirt. Um, you get expedited entry into Gate 40, which is over Turn One Plaza. And then added on top of that, I'm going to give you a, a full blown care kit with a you know. Extra shirt, extra extra cup, hat, everything you could need to to survive. We call it the Daytona Truck Meet Survival Care Kit. So, so uh, Jordan told us uh, that he asked his uh, all of his followers to tell us their favorite Daytona truck story or uh, why they want to go to Daytona Truck Meet. And so, I guess yeah. that's what we have here. But Jordan, we we can't be the uh, the, the arbiters of this contest. This is all you. So we, yeah, we are going to Yeah, we got to keep you on the line and we're going to go through them one by one and at the end you're going to tell us uh how this person or which person won and then we'll tell you how to get a hold of them. Sounds good. I got my notepad out. I'm ready to go. Let's hear these people. All, All right. right. The first one uh starts with a 760 area. Hey, do code. you have like a 40 countdown? Like top 40? We'll just go through. <laughs> I, I no. Don't. Okay. Sure. No, mine are all top 10. <laughs> yeah, let's start off with the uh, 760 area. But code. by the way, this person whoever left this one, they were first. So immediately, if you look at the timestamp, it's mm-hmm. literally about eight seconds after Jordan posted. They were right on top. Okay. <sighs> it's up. <laughs> wait, wait, that's how you, you start? Got a right there. Just a huge <laughs> sigh. Can, can we end him out already? You're done. That's it. I'm was out. that you, Sean? That wasn't me. <laughs> no, that was just, that was crazy. Okay, let's keep going. All right, where do I start? So last year, Daytona Truck Meet. I just started filming. Um, I was filming a little bit before then. Uh, I was using my camera. I was using the Sony G7X Mark II. Um, it's basically like a, a vlogging style camera. Um, okay, we got a YouTuber. Can't attach lenses or nothing like that to it. Um, this year, Daytona Truck Meet, super hyped for it. Um, I've been working my branding, uh, J Money Media, working on mainly, I mean, photo and film. I don't know about this guy. I feel like uh, he's, he's already worked. Plugs in. Yeah, he's already worked in his plug, and he already mm-hmm. told you how. Hey, uh, Daytona Truck Meet was just like nothing to me last year, and now <laughs> oh, but this year that there's free stuff, I'm totally in. And uh, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I'm not feeling. This. Should we just skip ahead? I don't know, Good. Jordan. What do you think? He's. Uh, it's yeah, got a plug fest. He let us know these. His, his Sony G7X Mark II didn't have uh, uh, removable lenses, so he was bummed out. How about let's listen for like another couple sentences, and if it doesn't get better, he's out, he's off the island. Um, just started up recently, getting super into it, getting my branding, like I said. Um, but yeah, gone. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. I'm not into branding. Yeah. There. I want the call. I want to hear the pregnancy story. Oh, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. I, I made a baby. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I made a baby in at the past. Yes. 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 Or I couldn't go because I made a baby. Or got arrested before the show even started. See, like, those are the good stories. Don't tell me about yeah, your yeah. branding on your crappy YouTube page. Exactly. All right, yeah, uh, yeah. J Money, you're out, dude. All right, 401 uh, area code. All right, guys, it's update time. This is Alex Von Hein. My favorite memory from Daytona Meet. Oh, man, it's got to be 
it's got to be how hype Jordan gets when I go in there to that burnout pit. Ooh. Nobody ever expects seeing just this little, little beat up, sweet box truck. It's gonna, it, oh, it's a little, it's a piece of beep. Nobody, nobody ever really looks at it the right way. See it? I think I this they guy don't is. care. Oh, that truck ain't gonna do nothing. That truck ain't gonna do nothing. Well, hell, what do you know? Go in there and let them rear tires off and. So hold on. First he's beeping himself. Yeah, why are you now beeping? Now he's oh, You know what's funny is he. It's like he came into the party, right? Yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. man, I don't know anybody here, so I'm gonna totally edit myself. And then he hears somebody else <laughs> drop an f bomb. He's like, oh, dude, I could totally drop f bombs too. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, the smoke starts changing colors. And when I watched the videos there that Jordan took, and he put up, man, all you could hear in the background, he. He's just happier than hell. What does he mean the smoke's changing color? This better not so, be one of those gender reveal parties, because then I'm no, out of no, this no, guy, no. too. This, I know who this guy is. Yeah, no, he's he's hardcore Daytona guy. He's 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 a loyal guy. He put he has, like, a Dodge, oh, man, Dakota? If mm-hmm. he's hardcore Daytona guy, he's already going to be there. And if he's super hardcore, he should already be rolling in your honorage. So if he hasn't made it to super hardcore Jordan's honorage, and he's going to be there anyway... Uh, he's not leading my list. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. He, he is leading my list because he understands that it's all about the spectacle, and he's willing to give it his all for the spectacle. All right, let it play. One of my favorite memories from uh, from the Daytona meet. That's got that's got to be the best part. I'm going there, experiencing everything, and and then making making Jordan get so hyped. Just see this little little rinky dink truck. Little Dodge Dakota going in there. Yeah, he's kissing the Jordan's ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. He's definitely ass kissing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Back another seven six zero area code. Here we go. Hey, what's going up, Daytona Truck Meet? Uh, this is uh, Jimmy Ahern. I'm calling. I saw the post. I immediately was reminded of a memory last year uh, where my uh, younger sister and I, Madison, we decided to spur the moment, having a really bad day at work. She rolls up to me on her forklift. We work in a warehouse together. She says, oh, man, I just saw Lacey Blair is going to be at the Daytona truck meet. I really wish we could go. This was probably like a week and a half, two weeks before the meet. Um, I looked at her dead in the eye, and as serious as I could be, I said, we going. And sure enough, we snagged up some tickets. My sister and I, this was our first road trip together at the time. Last year she was 18. Um, I'm in my 30s. But, uh, yeah, this is going. This, this is weird. Sideways. I just want that. <laughs> no. <gasps> hey, Jimmy, this here Bill Bargain, and I gotta tell you, I don't ever take my sister anywhere. That's weird. Move it along. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh. Are we in Alabama now? Mm. <laughs> I was. I not, see if we say it's California pompous. If you say it, it's funny. Yeah, it's yeah, true. we're fine. I, but I feel like no. Keep going. Keep going. Let's keep going. No, I, li- I like this going, guy so going. far. I totally earned uh, Big Brother cred by uh, spur of the moment. Me and her decided to drive down her tiny little Toyota Tacoma, and uh, she got to meet Lacey Blair, who is uh, kind of like an idol for her. So it was a really awesome time. It was the first time I'd ever been to Daytona myself, and I'd say uh, it was an unforgettable weekend uh, down in Daytona. This year we're returning, not just not just us, but we're bringing two more friends. So we're going to hopefully make this like an annual thing. So um, anyway, uh, had an awesome time uh, last year. Cannot wait to get down to Daytona this summer. So uh, look forward to seeing you guys. Everybody have a good one. Peace. 
All right, here's where I'm at with all this. Right. It got he weird. Right. He did all right. It, it faded weird, and then he pulled it straight again, and then he's mm-hmm. he's good. Like, it ended with the strong finish. But what I'm hearing is he needs VIP uh, experience for four people. That might not be in your budget, Jordan. Hey, if he gets one VIP spot, and then all he just needs is spectator wristbands for the rest of his people, he's Gucci. And if he's, he's dropping the Lacey Blair plug like, right there, so and, doing all right. And he, uh, all right, yeah, all right. He's leading my, uh, he's number one on my list right now. Is Lacey coming again this year? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah no, got, uh, her and yeah, uh, Jordan broke up, so it's it was messy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Madison. My favorite Daytona truck meet memory is from the first time that I went. I went last year for the first time. Me and my brother strictly went to see Lacey Blair pretty much because I'm a big fan. Tag team! And I walk in. I mean, tag teaming. They're, they're yeah. clearly tag teaming the five-star hotline. Maybe so. Here, oh, let's yeah. keep going. Let's sure. keep going. And and I saw her truck across the infield of the track, and immediately we started like walking over there. We uh, met her, and we were talking to her, and she actually hinted at the fact that she might need a little help in her booth. And so me and my brother got to work with Lacey in her booth and sell T-shirts with her for about an hour or two, and at the end of it, she... What I'm hearing at this point is Jordan Free Labor. Yep. I'm curious. Did she get any? Did she get any cash? Did she get a commission for selling those t-shirts? Of course not. No. She's she's just. I mean, Jordan's not going to get commission. Well, how how do you think her story ends? All right. Here, I'm going to tell you right now that Madison has beat out her brother because uh, she's clearly more excited about the experience than he was. He was telling it through his eyes, looking at her. She's telling first person, and she was super stoked. So, but hold on. These girls have a thing when it comes to like Lacey Blair. I don't get it, man. They they love Lacey Blair. Right. That's you need to have Lisa Blair on. Yeah, we probably should. We should. All right. Play. Yeah. I want you to guess though. How does her story end? How does what does she come up with after working in Lacey's booth? What does she get for working in Lacey's booth? An autograph. She definitely gets an autograph or maybe a free t-shirt. All right, let's find t-shirt. out. Gave us a free t-shirt and hey! it was probably one of the coolest experiences in my life. Yeah, it was really awesome. It was so All cool. Right. I didn't even know I was being used. <laughs> All right, next one from uh, looks like Jackson. Hey, my name's Jackson. I'm 20 years old from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And so my little story about Daytona Trek meet is I've never actually been to one. So about two years ago, my grandpa passed away, and he left me a little bit of money. And last year during COVID, I went to take some of that money, and I purchased my first boat. Had it for a few months, and long story short, it sank while I was up at college, um, oh. so the uh, insurance company totaled it out, and uh, I had got the residual from that back, and I was kind of, uh, I was pretty bummed about it, so after after some thinking, I decided to go ahead and- Hold on a second, guys. If if your grandpa leaves you some, some cash, do you buy a boat with it? Sure. I mean, Grandpa's trying to get him hooked up. You yeah. Know, <laughs> yeah. You want to get some ladies, you get a boat. He's yeah. from Fort Lauderdale. Of course True, you buy yeah. a boat. All right, all right, all right. Buy my first truck. Since then, which was Christmas of 2020, I have been addicted to my truck. I've put countless hours of work and countless dollars into it, and I love every second of it because I know my Grandpa's looking down, knowing that he's he's happy with what I'm doing, and I love it too. So with Daytona Truck Meet, I'm really excited. All my friends have been. I've never been myself, and I'm excited that it's going to be my first year being able to go with my own truck. 
Thank you very much, and it's update time. I like, right. I like that guy. I like Jordan. I like him. I mean, Jackson. I like Jackson. Jackson that's what, 954, nine, right? Uh, that is uh, 954 area right. code. That's he's, correct, uh, yes. He's on my list. He's on my list. Uh, let's go into Nicholas. So my story is going to be a little bit different. My best friend and I had been wanting to go to the Daytona truck show for about three years. We finally saved up enough money in 2020, and we had the plan. But then a life-changing event happened in my life, and I was told Ooh, I was a is. kidney failure early May 2020. Oh, oh you didn't see that I coming. I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> I thought it was. I gonna... can already tell. You can tell he's wrote this down, and he's he's, he's reading, reading it. it off of, yeah. yeah, he's reading it off. Hmm. That's okay. No, no, that's yeah. okay. Some people yeah, are nervous, so they need to write it down. No, I just, that's I just, okay. I just don't want to be sad. I thought this was going to be happy. Let's time. see if it turns around. Hold on. All right, all right. After test after test and countless nights in the hospital, we finally had a transplant plan. We had to start looking for donors quickly as my condition was quickly deteriorating. After my community, including my relatives, friends, teachers, and other supporters came together and all got tested to see if they were a match to give me a kidney, we finally found out what we thought at the time was going to be a perfect match. But this perfect match happened to me and my mother. My biggest supporter was now going to save my life. But the bad news wouldn't stop yet. We learned that my kidneys were going to have to be taken out three months before my transplant because of complications, and I would have to be on dialysis all summer. The summer after my senior year of high school was going to be spent mostly in the hospital. In July, my kidneys were removed, and I was put on dialysis with an amazing medical team. After almost three months on dialysis, it was finally time for my transplant. On August 18th, I walked into the hospital at 5 a.m. ready for all of this to be over, and I would soon find out it was far from over. Both my mother and I went into surgery, and after being in surgery for eight hours, I learned that my kidney had rejected while I was still open on the operating table. This is a condition called hyperacute rejection, but it wasn't over yet. My surgery team refused to give up. They pulled the kidney back out of me and spent all night on Zoom with doctors around the country to find something to do. And one doctor from L.A. had a shot. It was a long shot, but the only one we had. After a full night of treatments, experimental meds, and doctors visiting my room every five minutes, my surgery team decided to try again, and the long shot worked. After I spent two more weeks in the hospital and three months on bed rest, I finally had a normal life again and got right back to work. In January, my best friend mentioned Daytona because we had been, my truck is the only thing that got me through it. That dream of building my custom truck because he had his already and I just needed mine. And he asked if we were going to Daytona this year because I finally had mine. And I said, hell yeah. But because of the year we had and the sacrifice my mom made for me, we both decided to invite my mom on our vacation. Our plan is that we're both going to drive our custom trucks from Daytona to New York. Mine's a 2013 GMC Sierra 1500. And let me tell you, she is my lifeline. She is everything to me. Oh, Google, no! And then it cuts oh, off. No. Wait, cuts hold on. Off, no. Hold on, he comes back, he comes back. I got. We Wait. have to know how it ends. Hey, my name is Nicholas Gross. I just left a message about my story, and I got cut off, but I wasn't able to leave my phone number, and I don't know if you guys have caller ID, but it's 315. All right, thanks, guys. You guys are really funny. Well, okay, so, oh, I mean, ah. You can't leave us hanging. I like do, that. We don't do. Uh, I call him, but Jordan's on the phone. Kidney failure. Uh, mom. Mom. Best friend. 
Trucks? Trucks. Hey, what's it like? Friends. What's it like when your best friend uh, and you are building trucks together, and then his is uh, his gets done before yours? I wouldn't know. Oh, okay, just checking. Uh, and then at the end, he said we're funny. I mean, that's... Madison and uh, Nicholas he's, uh, are my... he, he's, he's in the running, yeah. Definitely yeah. in the running. All right. Uh, this okay. looks like this is Philippe. Hey, guys. My name is Philippe. I'm going to Daytona. Truck me for the first time. Last year, I wanted to go. I didn't have a truck. I had a Durango at that time. I ended up selling the Durango. Got a brand new Ram 1500 2020. And within three months, I already got it 80% built for the show. Missing a couple of touches here, there. Sponsorships came rolling through. I'm waiting for a word from Morimoto to be part of their booth at this year's uh, show. Also, the truck is going to be uh, first of its own 1500 wide body going to SEMA by the end of the year. If the production's out, if not, it'll be at SEMA next year for sure. Just waiting on that white body kit being produced, and I'll be the one of one Ram 1500 white body. Hopefully, I can get this giveaway. I'll see you guys at Daytona Truck Meet in less than a month. Thank you, guys. So, uh, Felipe, lo- love, love a white body. That's yeah, awesome. That's cool. But, but Felipe clearly. Clearly, already has plans to go there, go to SEMA, has some backing already. Yep. Um, I mean, uh, strong. So he's already good. He's already yeah. good. Yeah, no, Competition stiff he, for he, him. He, did, he does not hey, need the love. Yeah. He, he, he brought the good story, though. That's okay. Okay. Felipe, yeah. Appreciate him. For sure. Love yeah. a good story. All right. This is Chris. Hey, so this is Chris, and I ain't never been to Daytona truck meet. I've been to Daytona, obviously. I haven't been to the truck meet. But I tried to go about two years in a row, but my ex old lady. Real long. All right, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> smoking yeah. something and his ex old lady. Yeah, yep. yeah. There's uh, if you keep reading uh, mm-hmm. the translation on that, mm-hmm. n- none of it playable on the air. Next one is okay. from Lamar. It's update time. <laughs> Lamar Hannah, aka update! Mowgli the Tundra. Um, <laughs> I'm out here sitting at a truck stop <laughs> um, in my in my tractor trailer right now. Uh, this guy wins no matter. I love what. him anyway. Yeah, we need this guy. Can we at least give this guy some T-shirts or <laughs> or like some truck show podcast uh, wristbands for his friends or something? Freaking Mowgli the Tundra, <laughs> dude, Lamar, I love you. I would love to to to, to go to the Daytona Truck Meet, not just the well, truck show, not just to ride around and look, but I know a bunch of my truck guys uh, from my truck group are going to be out there. I waited too late. I've been slammed out here, busy running this road and. That wasn't able to to buy my ticket, and I'm just look. Hopefully, looking this. Hold on a second, Jordan. Are the tickets sold out? Yeah, they've been sold out. Hey, Jordan. What if we like somebody, and maybe they're not the winner? Can we at least just get them a couple of tickets so they can get in? Yeah, I got interest. I mean, I mean, I'm liking Lamar here a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Okay. Not, I actually, I found his page. He's with Five Star Creations. He's out of Georgia. He's got a six seven power stroke. It's actually pretty badass looking too. So. I'm liking this guy. All right, let, let Lamar play on, but I, I think we do something to take care of him, even though he's not quite to the caliber of I've given up my kidneys and stolen one from my my, my mom. So <laughs> yeah. no, I, I think we I think we're letting him in. I don't think it's got a long ass email. I don't want to go through. I mean, a phone message. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right, all right, Lamar. Sorry we didn't uh, play the rest of it. Uh, we're going to have Jordan hook you up on behalf of uh, us two knuckleheads. We got you. All right, and so I guess I'll start out by saying my favorite part about Daytona Truck Meet is that uh, 
there's so many different types of people. They all come from different places and different backgrounds, but the vibe is still the same. The energy is great. It's positive energy and positive people, which equals a positive life. Uh, he's okay. He's a little high. He's, yeah, yeah, I was say, uh, he, I, know, I know what he's doing on the beach looking at the trucks going positive by. Vibes, yeah. Positive vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, thanks for the story. Hey, Mikey, this is, uh, this is Eddie. Um, hold on. Who's, wait, Mikey? who's Mikey? Who's Mikey? Mikey. Oh, hey, I bet Mike. you he'd heard on our outgoing voicemail Lightning and Holman, and is thought Lightning was... was Mikey. Oh, hey, Mikey. <laughs> does he does he know it's actually Jabubli? Yeah, I d- no, I I don't know. Let's keep going. <laughs> Bubba, Bubba. I just seen the thing uh, for the day turner, and I was. Did he just say the thing memory. you hate? Did he just say I seen the thing? Yeah. I seen. Yeah. I mean, that's like instant disqualification. He sure did. He sure did. All right. The next one is from uh, Jeremiah. Oh, 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 right. uh, my story is in 2017. I had a Dodge 3500 jacked up, sat on some 38s, really. Got it done about 11 p.m. the night before the show. Drove 17 hours to Daytona truck me. Showing it off and all. Turned out pretty nice. Ended up bringing it home, selling that truck. Turned around. And I've been working on a truck since then. Uh, Jordan, are you, are you uh, not feeling Jeremiah? It's pretty nice. I drove it home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Hey, what's going on, boys? Uh, I'm getting ready here for the Daytona truck meet. That'll be my first time down there, but we're getting the fucking grind down to go and hoping to uh, be ready and be there. Um, decided to take the vacation and finally talk to the old lady into going down to the truck meet. Nope, another one gone. Uh, but, no. I mean, but hold on, he's he. I don't think he entered the contest. I think he was uh, just telling us about yeah, just his telling life. story. Yeah, no, just well, you never know where it might go. Yeah, I don't right. know. Listen, do you guys call the uh, the wife the old lady? No. That just I know, I get it, it's like everyone does it. I'm not cool with that. My wife would uh, stab me. I don't know. I, that, I, and, and the same thing, me. I don't think my, my, my wife would go like, yeah, I got to talk to the old man before I buy that thing, you no, know, that dress, no, you know, whatever. No. I feel like no. whenever somebody says old lady, they automatically have like prison tattoos and a nice old rap sheet. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't do that because I like to avoid death. Hi, this is Jeremiah Dealey. Is that his real voice? I mean, it sounds like it's the same guy, right? Uh, it's not. I am the Maybe. owner and builder of the Sky High underscore 59 truck off of Instagram. Shameless This plug. truck started out as a 1959 F100 custom cab. The truck, as of right now, isn't really well known, but hoping to reveal that. It is now on the Truck Show podcast, now that you tossed mm-hmm. out your handle. Mm-hmm. At Daytona Shit. Truck Meet. And I think it'll be going well. Okay. Is he, what's happening? I have been building it? this <laughs> truck for no! three plus done. years. Um, it started off. I hope his uh, build no. is as exciting as the story. No, he was like, it's still recording. I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> yeah. Basically stock. Uh, we threw some Super Duty axles under it. Put a custom... Air ride. All right. The next one is from, <laughs> yeah. uh, this looks like Woodward or Windsor or Woodyard. I don't know. Let's find out. Hey, this is Kyle and Woodyard coming out of Windsor, Virginia. Oh, uh, Kyle. I'm going to Daytona this year. 
gonna be wild since my first show. I plan on having a good time, seeing all these clean builds I've been seeing on Instagram, been following a lot of people. I want to meet a lot of people and just experience Daytona in full effect. That's the main goal. He's gonna be drunk before he get even gets to the show. Am I right? He's blasted, good. completely blasted okay. on the beach. Hey, um, plan for. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what happened? Oh that guy clearly is our winner. He needs uh, he needs it more than we do. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna back that up. Let's start fresh. I I I don't think. Uh, hold on. One more time from the top. Let's hear it. Hey, um, plans for the uh, Daytona trip for this year, but um, no, I'm stupid. A lot of people with trucks are. <laughs> I do. I have no idea what's happening here. I, I don't know. A lot of people with trucks. <laughs> was that the six seven eight number? Yeah, the six seven eight area code. Yes, two hundred five. That was. I'm starting to realize maybe all my fan base is nothing but stoners and potheads. I uh, uh, they, they, yeah, they do like to party. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. This is our last one. Uh, let's see if this final one has the magic to win Jordan's VIP. Give me the juice. Sweet of tickets. So. <laughs> I've never been to Daytona truck meet before. My boyfriend says we can go. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I've already asked off for it for um from work. So that'd be pretty cool. I've never been. It'd be pretty cool to win tickets and it'd be my first one. Have a great night or daytime, wherever y'all are at. I mean doesn't really Absolutely. sound like she knows what she's trying to get tickets to, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't feel like she was committed. I don't feel like the the uh the confidence was there of like I'm going to win this, just like there's a truck show. It's, it's got I don't know. It sounds okay. There's some, maybe I'd like to people do some things things down yeah, there. Yeah, it'd be cool. <laughs> Grilled cheese truck gonna be there. Sign mm. me up. Our top contenders are Lamar. Yep. Nick. Yep. And Jackson. Uh, I was gonna say Madison. Madison. Okay. Yeah. Those are those are my Madison. those are my three. I got Jackson, Nick, and Lamar. All right. And I think I think I messed up Lamar. So Lamar, I was looking him up on Instagram. I think I picked out the wrong guy. Um, so mm, I'm gonna go Lamar. Is our grand prize winner? Yes. Lamar, dude, Lamar, update, update. <laughs> I uh, can we uh, can we do something for uh, Nicholas and his his story of survival? Can we just uh, yeah. get him a T-shirt or get him like a special parking or wristband or something? Because I feel like he's been through a lot, but I really like Lamar in terms of like excitement level and uh, wanting to be there. Yeah, I feel like I, the, think- the, I feel like we really do need to take care of Kidney Boy. Like, come on, yeah, I guys! Don't know that he needs to be called Kidney he's Boy. Kidney his Boy, name absolutely. Is, oh, his name is Kidney Nicholas. Boy. Oh, I think maybe we, need we to call think him. We need to hook his, him up by his name. Nicholas. No, we need it. So he and his mother need to go down because she's she's mm-hmm. kidnet. Uh-huh. He's kidney boy and she's kidnet. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I think she's <laughs> no. <laughs> I think what we do here is uh, we we hook up Lamar, uh-huh. give him the VIP package, and then mm-hmm. we let Nicholas know that uh, his story did not fall on heartless. Uh, uh, bastards, bastards like us, uh, that we we our hearts were softened, and we have worked our ways in our magic with Jordan, and Jordan's going to uh, give him a little something, something. Yes, we have tender soft cores, and we can take care of them. 
<laughs> now, earlier you said, Jordan, that tickets were sold out. We were ref- you were referring to show trucks. Uh, admission for spectators is still open, correct? Yes. So the VIP and premiums and all of that is sold out. But we still have uh, standard truck parking. We have outside truck parking. We have there's booth registrations. If you can get into a booth and talk to a sponsor of yours, you can get in that way. And then we also have spectator wristband sales still going on. Yeah, we still got all of that. It's not fully sold out, but as for like the premium truck spots, those are completely gone. The VIPs, I think, sold out in late November or December last year. So, so it's going to be a hell of a show is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. uh, one question though, Jordan. Since I'm going now, can you commit to taking me out on the sand during the day? That's one thing I didn't get to do last year. I was sitting at a restaurant. I took my kid and we were at a restaurant. We were watching the trucks drive by and I thought... It'd be so bitching to be in a truck on the sand. Now, I'm not saying... He's running the show. He's busy that day. No, no. There's no way I'm going to be able to take you out into the sand unless you come out on Wednesday. If you come out on Wednesday, I can take you out to the sand. No problem. How about this? How about... Is there a surrogate of yours who could take Jay out and hopefully he has the most uh, uh, hoopty truck out there? I will... I will take him with the lowest bidder out to the oh <laughs> that could be a contest of its own dude no who drives jay on the sand can i can i go in a, in a truck that's fully carolina squatted do you know the actual reason for all of that squatted truck stuff yeah i, I know the actual no I, i'd love to find out what is it okay so that started in florida years ago when it was the people out hunting in the woods they were deer dogging and the only way they could get traction in the middle of the woods in the swamp was to lower the backs of their trucks to get more traction in the mud. I heard that was that called was the. the uh, that that all I, I heard that wasn't the Carolina squat. That was more the uh, the panhandle slam. <laughs> I like that. Palakaline. <laughs> that was the original. See, so, it there was. You go. It was called what? Yeah. Palakaline. There you go. Yep. It, it doesn't make any sense that you'd have more traction in the back by leaning it back. If you have a two wheel drive truck and not four wheel drive. And your drive mm-hmm. wheels are in the rear, yeah. And you have mm-hmm. the weight and everything toward the back, and have more traction. Sure, it does. No, you you you've not you, look. The, the engine's mm-hmm. still over the front axle, but you've moved the the, the weight gravity. back. Yeah, I mean, just barely. Well, I mean, they're rednecks. Did you expect them to be re- launching rockets? So are you serious? That's how which they actually do in no, Florida. No, because it way. instantly became a a thing like four or five years ago. And and now, like, have you seen the just... Your California pompousness is bleeding through to Florida right now. You say it's a thing four or five years ago, but that's been a thing in Florida for the past 10, 15 years. Has it really? California! Yes. <laughs> just look up Palaka Lee, and trust me, the people out here where I live... Palaka is not too far from where I live. It's about an hour, 15 minutes away from me, and Palaka is where it all started, period. Jordan, I love you. At Daytona Truck Meet, at Truck Fever, uh, on the gram. Check them out. Uh, I just we just can't allow Lightning to be on with you any longer to embarrass himself. Lightning, can you <laughs> can you play uh, Jordan out with the event intro as his outro? Where is that? I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. There it is. There it is, Jordan. All right. special. You're the, you're, you're the bomb diggity. Thanks, buddy. Love you guys. All right. We'll All send right. you uh, the contact information for uh, Lamar and Nicholas Lightning. Nicholas. Right. Hey, if I come uh, Friday afternoon when I land, can I get in? Or will I have to pay? 
<laughs> I will I will make sure I am there for you. Okay. All right. It's not what happened last year when I paid to get in. Well, it's because uh, Jordan has taken that story and uh, there's now an update. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later. See you, buddy. Bye, guys. Bye. Yo, Farfrick Nugent, you uh, ready for some email? I'm far from Nugent. You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. All right, who's up first? You or me? Holman or Lightning? All right, uh, subject line is uh, Found You a Hard Body, part two from uh, Jesse. Not in this room, he didn't. Hello again, Lightning. <laughs> no, we got a lot of soft bodies in here. Uh, hello again, Lightning and Holman. This is Jesse Magana again. I sent you a link to a Nissan Hard Body that I thought would work for the Heritage Project. So thank you for that. Uh, I was taken by surprise when I heard you read, read my email on the show. Thank you for that. That was super cool. I agree with you. It was a bit rough. Okay, it was really rough. I've been looking for a truck myself since I currently do not own one. While searching, I came across this hard body. It might be a little on the expensive side, but it definitely looks cleaner than the first. Here's the link. And he sent us this hard body. And ooh, it does look sexy. Uh, we will have to forward that along to uh, our friends over at Nissan. Let me know what you guys think on this one. Thanks again for the podcast. Definitely the best podcast out there. So thank you, Jesse. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, speaking of best podcasts, I have one here that says best podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Two uh, in a row? This one is from our good friend Reeves Calloway. Wait, the Reeves Calloway? Yes, uh, our good friend Uncle Reeves Calloway. Oh, who's really? Our, I, one of our favorite guests awesome now. to have him as a, uh, a real uncle. Do you think if uh, he was our uncle, he would take us out and uh, we could go to uh, like Top Golf or things like that? And use his best clubs he has. I'd be happy to go miniature golfing with him, to be honest with you. <laughs> with Callaway putters. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can you imagine if he took us, like, I'm going to meet you at my winery in Temecula, and then we're going to go uh, golfing with some big Berthas <laughs> family, that my, that my father invented. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, and then we're going to go for a spin around the block uh, in my uh, 650 horsepower Silverado. It's funny. That'd be a great afternoon. Well, uh, it depends if he likes us or not. I think uh, I'm, I'm curious what the email says because he may have decided after hearing the show that it was a big mistake to uh, engage us. Oh, I'm I'm kind of nervous. No, he says best podcast. He says, hey, man, I really appreciate the podcast, the questions, the conversation, and the whole exchange. It gave me a chance to fill in some details from the past and some current thinking. Of course, it's a continuing story, so let's do it again when apropos. Pete, my son, is on board, too. Thanks again. And uh, that's from our friend Reeves Calloway. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. Have we had many times where a, a guest, especially a high-profile one, actually emailed us back and thanked us? Uh, no, but we've had him where, uh, like, Gail has said, leave me alone. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> speaking of Gail, we didn't leave him alone, and we've got some Gail episodes coming up soon. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a, a doubleheader, as they say. Uh, this one is titled 72 Chevy Plow from Lars. Hey, fellas. Finally got my 72 home from my dad's house. It pushes snow real nice. It's a half-ton 4x4 four-speed. Got to finish just in time for the end of winter. LOL. Maybe we'll get a spring snowstorm yet. It scrapes snowpack quite well, so my yard will dry up. You SoCal guys don't know much about living with snow. Eh, you know, California pompousness. True. This pickup is a rust bucket, but I'm hoping it'll do the job and be a good beater. The front half of the bed floor is non-existent. We jimmy-rigged some bed floor 
door supports and put a sheet of plywood on the bed. Uh, put new calipers and pads on the front for now. The brakes do work. Put new tires on. I think this pickup was last plated in the mid-1990s. It was used and abused by its previous owners. It's got dents on just about everywhere on the body panels. It was a chore pickup. I found fencing tools, a jackknife, screwdrivers, an old syringe, notebook from feeding cows, I'm guessing, and lots of 22 shells in the cab. I still need to fix the taillights and blinkers. I plated it antique, and it cost about 130 bucks a year. I'll attach a few pictures of it now and how I found it. Keep up the five-star show. Thanks for reading my email. Five-star review! Five-star! Yeah, that is a pretty sweet-looking uh, beat-up truck. Huh. Okay. All beat-up trucks are sweet-looking. Yeah, they are. Uh, I got one from our buddy Trevor. He says, uh, weighing on emissions. I know this topic can easily make us feel helpless or just depressed, but it's been on my mind a bit since you had Corey on and listening to his angle on the argument. Instead of enforcing specific solution, i.e. EGR, DPF, SCR, etc., why can't the results be what's enforced? Meaning current regulations dictate that you immediately fail a smog test if anything has been visually tampered or altered from factory configuration. No chance is given to actually monitor and measure output of emissions through the tailpipe. Now I can imagine it would be hard to compete with the millions in R&D that manufacturers have put into emissions, but I still wouldn't discredit the aftermarket for figuring out a better solution. Imagine being able to leave it up to guys like Corey or the boys over at Bulletproof to design emissions equipment and tuning that meets or exceeds the standards while improving on the reliability and performance aspects. Very similar to how Bulletproof took the failing EGR design for the Ford 6 liters and essentially solved the problem through the aftermarket, I have to imagine there's some people much smarter than me out there who could solve current emissions longevity problems if they were allowed to modify, remove, experiment, tamper with, and most importantly, calibrate the tune to accommodate the changes so long as they were required to pass the results-based emissions testing. Of course, strict rules would need to be in place to avoid Volkswagen-style testing and results. And most importantly, I'm obviously speaking into an echo chamber and asking these questions to two knuckleheads on a podcast and not my local Congress or state <laughs> representative. How dare you? Uh, but I've only barely had my morning coffee, so I'll leave it up to someone else to fight the fight for me. And then once it's too late, I'll just complain about it and wonder why more people didn't stand up and take action for me. Hmm. And I'm imagining Trevor uh, shaking his fist as he uh, <laughs> writes that last sentence. Uh, you know what? I think that's interesting. I think that I've always been a proponent of results-based emissions testing, but there's also so much stuff like that's hard to test for like evaporative emissions and those types of things, right? Like you can still you know, pass emissions at your tailpipe, but still be uh, have evap issues where it's still getting into the atmosphere. How do you do that on a modified vehicle, et cetera? So. It's interesting because something that's going on in the aftermarket right now is the cold air intake situation. A lot of guys are trying to build cold air intakes for the new trucks. And an issue is that the like the new Rams and uh, and Fords, they've got uh, carbon traps on like a, on the inside of the top of the lid, right? They've got a uh, looks like a little pillow and it's got car- material in it special material to absorb any fumes that are coming back out of the engine so they won't get into the atmosphere. Well, these are A, expensive, and and, and B, they're hard to find this material because this material is only going to the OEs. So, uh, and, and it's hard to measure, right? You have to put the truck in a sealed room. So they, first they measure the room, right? And then they And then they wheel the truck in and they measure it out with the truck in there and they say you know they, they look at the vapor coming off the truck and they assume it's coming out of the, like through this carbon trap or not coming through the carbon trap i don't know the testing is insane long story short oh my god there's a lot of stuff that goes into emissions testing beyond how the engine runs right and like nox emissions like you're not nitrous oxide it's something that's very very hard to measure almost no tuners have any means by which to test for nox emissions it's odorless colorless and it kills you because it sticks to your lung tissue 
and you can never get it out once it's stuck to your lung tissue. So that's something that, uh, I don't know. You know what's interesting? Our friend Corey Willis was at the SEMA lab only two weeks ago. And he, I believe, passed his emissions testing for a Ford, for a late model Ford 6.7 liter diesel tune. With 3,000 horsepower. Uh, no, but I think he's got like a hundred in over a hundred horse gain. Nice. On his emissions legal tune. Now, he's got emissions present tune, not to be confused with emissions legal tune. Right. Emissions present, as we've talked about before, just means you left the physical yeah. equipment on the right. truck. It doesn't mean that it will pass. It will pass a visual, but it may not pass an actual test. His, his, his. Emissions seat. present and emissions legal. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Love the show. Greetings from England from Justin. Hey guys, greetings from rainy England. Love the show. Longtime listener. Pickup trucks are a rapidly growing market here in the UK with trucks like the Hilux and Ford Ranger helping make them even more popular in the mainstream. However, it's still hard to find good truck related content here in the UK as most four by four owners drive Land Rovers. I guess that makes sense. Uh, it's hard to get big engine trucks here unless you fancy going through the hassle of importing a U.S. truck and driving it on our tiny little road. So instead, we've made our own. We have two K74 Mitsubishi L200s, which used to be sold as uh, Mighty Maxes in the U.S. back in the 90s. And we've removed the 113 horsepower 2.5 liter turbo diesels from them and fit in a Cummins 6BT in one of them and a 300 horsepower Lexus 4.0 V8 in the other one, yeah. which we thought you might enjoy seeing photos of. So we're planning to supercharge my V8 L200 this year. All the bumpers, the lift kit and metalwork is homemade as nobody makes parts for those kind of trucks here. It wasn't easy making these big engines fit into tiny little mini trucks, but they're both incredibly fun to own as they have way, way more power than they were designed for. Anyway, love listening to the show while we work on our trucks. Keep up the great work and much love from England. Justin, the guys at Team HC 4x4. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, these trucks, uh, these look, oh my God, that's a big engine we actually and a have little a, truck. a pretty uh, good group of uh, guys over uh, in England who listen to the show. I've reached out to a couple of people where I've wanted to get them as guests because I want to talk about the truck market over there. But when we record, it's like four in the morning there or something like that. Yeah, it's a little late. No, it's a little early. Four in the morning. It depends what you consider late or early. Okay. All right. Are uh, you a clubber? Because I'm a clubber. I hit the clubs. Right. So that, that's late, not early. I wish I had the drops because I already would have played uh, Earl Scheib doing right. Right. There you go. All right. Uh, I got this one from Ryan Chug. It's been sitting in our inbox for a while, and I, I haven't meant to uh, blow him off, but this came from uh, Christmas time. So I figure it's I'm going to give him uh, a present by reading it after six months. It is uh, mods to a 2005 F-150 and trains. Howdy, Holman and Lightning. You know, nope. right there, that should have gotten me to read it sooner. Wrongo. Lightning and Holman. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. I'm Ryan. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Age 26 and from Kentucky, and I don't think he sounds like Tom Likas. I've listened from episode one until now. Huge fan. Y'all do amazing work. The jingles definitely took a while to get used to, but they've been uh, sung by me in the truck once or twice. Haha. <laughs> anyway, I have a 2005 Ford F-150 XL. Only has AC, towing, and 4x4 with an open diff. That sounds like the truck you can afford. Mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't even have cruise control. It has the dreaded 4.6 that's already been replaced with a Jasper block due to one of the spark plugs exploding inside the OG engine. Uh, by the way, 4.6 is actually a pretty good engine, uh, save for the ones that blew spark plugs through the hoods. Um, let's see. What's Holman's take on these trucks? I think they're, uh, they're good trucks. 
have a problem with the 05s. They're actually uh, pretty overbuilt for their day and what they are. Um, a lot of heavy-duty componentry on it. The 5.6 and 5.4 weren't powerhouses, but they're pretty reliable. Uh, like I said, the uh, the Mod Motors had the issue with spark plugs uh, shooting off through the uh, through the hood. So if you uh, had the fix for that and that's done, then uh, there's not a lot to worry about on those things. Uh, pretty good componentry. Uh, and what kind of modifications can be done to make it more powerful and potentially better off-road? Uh, well, it, it's an open diff truck, so let's start with uh, putting a limited slip or locker in there. Put some good shocks on it, some good tires, and go have fun. I know the obvious answer is to get rid of it and get something newer, but that's not in the cards right now. That is not the obvious answer. That's the easy answer. Uh, also, y'all have talked quite a bit about trains. I am an have, em- Wait, wait, have we? We have. I am an employee on a railroad and have to tell you the modern locomotive <gasps> has upwards of 4,400 horsepower with two or three of them pulling 100 cars that are 100 tons each. Oh, my God. It takes three and a half semi-trucks to fill a loaded rail car. So you truckers out there don't impress me. No, <laughs> dang. Uh, he says, but hey, love anything and all things mechanical. Also, lightning is wrong about Waffle House. It's absolutely the best thing when you're really hungry. And sip a glass of bourbon for me, Holman. Keep- Why, to bourbon? No, to freaking Waffle House. Keep up the awesome work. Pictured below is my 2005 F-150. Mount them parameters. Master monitor key engine parameters. Yeah, buddy. The OG version. Yeah, buddy. And keep those wheels rolling. That's from Ryan Chuck from Winchester, Kentucky. Uh, P.S. Five stars. Five star review. Five stars. Can I read a text before we end the show? Uh, as long as it doesn't insult lightning. Yes. Uh, I mean, it shouldn't insult you. I think it just <laughs> informs. Oh, no. Uh, so let's see here. I wrote to you while I was in North Carolina, and I said, uh, so should I upload the podcast or go to Waffle House? And you wrote, pod, Waffle House blows. I sure did. And I said, damn you. And you said, cardboard with syrup. And I still believe it. And then I said, episode is up. Might be time for cardboard about an hour later. And I went and had my Waffle House without you. And you hated it, didn't you? It was so good. No, it wasn't. Dude, it was so good. Grits. Crispy bacon, smothered, covered, peppered, and packed. <laughs> There's no packed. I just can't think of what the other one is right now. So if you've learned anything from this particular episode of the Truck Show Podcast, it is that Waffle House blows. I'll take mine, smothered, covered, chunked, and peppered. <laughs> the Truck Show, the Truck Show, the Truck Show, oh, oh. Well, if you want to uh, engage in the battle of uh, 24-hour coffee shop for, uh, supremacy, head over to uh, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com where you can email us your thoughts. Uh, also, if you want to uh, tell Lightning what kind of truck he should be buying uh, and try and sway him into making another, uh, uh, sway him away from making another bad life decision in his vehicle choices. I, I have a long storied history of bad decisions. I, we're just trying to save you from yourself. I just, uh, I don't think that they can offer me any, I'd love to hear from you guys, but I, I just don't know what they can offer me. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I can't help myself. How are they going to help me? <laughs> That's true. You have to want to have help, right? <laughs> or, uh, all right. Uh, if you want to uh, connect with us on social, uh, at LBC Lighting, at Sean P. Holman, we are at Truck Show Podcast, uh, on everywhere, except for the ones we're not. Don't mention it. I dare you. Not don't. I know you want to. Nah, don't do it. Yeah, I'm over it. Don't, okay, good. I haven't done it in a long time. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I hate Twitter. So you mentioned <laughs> it. You can't help I hate yourself. It. I hate it so but much. But don't say it. Don't even say the word. 
Don't even say the word. What word? Twitter? Yeah, see? You can't not say it. I don't need to say Twitter. I hate Twitter. Yeah, you Twitter sucks. Twitter is uh, an abomination on our uh, on our free rights and free speech in this country. Yes, it's a, pl- a private platform. You know what it is. You know. You Can know you what play it is? like some presidential music? No, I, I stand on my soapbox. No, no, no. It's not. You know what it is for 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 ladies and gentlemen. Twitter to Holman is like uh, Voldemort to to Harry Potter. He's like he he has he can't not say Voldemort. Everyone's like, oh, don't say that word. And he's like, what Voldemort? And you're like that with Twitter. You hate it. You but but it's like. Your, your brother. But I want people to know I hate it. Yeah. I don't that, have a brother. That's what it is. It's like you're- Because I hated him so much, I offed him. <laughs> you did. Yeah. <laughs> you, you need, let it, you have to let everyone know how much you hate it. Yeah. So you, but does that mean you secretly love it? Mm-mm. No, no, not even a little bit. No, uh, honestly, Twitter could disappear tomorrow. Uh-huh. It would have zero impact on my life. It still doesn't make any money. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? That Twitter still operates at a freaking loss yeah, all be, these because, years later. Because they, they silence half of America. That's not why, but isn't it you don't wild think if you alienate half of America with your with your choices that and it affects your business that that's not why? Yeah, I mean it's part of it. Yeah, it's part of it. You know who uh, who won't alienate half this country? Nissan. And who will make good choices? Nissan. You just need to go to get yourself a Nissan uh, hard body, uh, a Titan, a Frontier, a hard body. A I I don't know what your budget is. <laughs> yeah. Well, hard bodies are not cheap these days. I know. You know what I mean? I know. So maybe you get a loaded hard body, and then you can have the best of both worlds. I have a loaded hard body. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> right here. You see my middle right here? That's loaded Is that what body. loaded means? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Nissan Trucks, we highly recommend them. They've uh, been supporting the show for three years now, and uh, we've got some great friends over at Nissan that make a really great, really durable, really reliable truck. Five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. It's the best of the business. If you're in the market for a new half-ton truck, we implore you. If you've got a Nissan dealer anywhere nearby, at least go sit in the truck. Enjoy those zero-gravity seats, that big 9-inch centered stack display. Feel how good the V8 sounds, how quiet the truck is. You may find out that uh, the Nissan Titan or Titan XD is the right truck for you. Oh, and bring your lightning cable, plug it in to the center stack, and then find your favorite song and crank the Fender audio system. Just crank it. You're nodding your head. The, no, I'm just filling the silence with, with the thought of what I would put in there. What would it be? Uh, What's, what song would you jam right now? Right this minute. Yeah, right now. Uh, I would do... Uh, For me, it's easy. No, I know what it would For be. For me, it's easy. Sublime, Boss DJ. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so weak. I love that song. So weak. ACDC, Back in Black, all nah, the way to 10. that's cliche. No, it's not. because it hit, no, No, you know why it's not? It really tests the stereo system. And you didn't say, silence, you said jam. You didn't say test the stereo no, system. No, you're jamming out too. Mm. You crank up back in black. Come on now. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. Come on I'm with the saying... come on. And head on over to our friends at NissanUSA.com where you can build and price the Nissan truck of your dreams. All right, Holman, before you do the uh, Duralast little plug, Ola, I need you to do it as a uh, an Englishman, please. No, I can't do an English accent. We just, we just read an email from an English person. Yeah, okay, all right. They, do, they do listen. It, do it to have, have an Irishman. That's probably even worse. <laughs> what can you do? How about uh, Scottish? Scott, oh, you do Scottish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? If it's not Duralast, it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember the old yeah. Mike Myers from SNL. I do. Um, yeah, I could do that. Um, Let's try it. You do it as Kermit the Frog? Uh, no, no, no. I uh, want, I want Scottishman. I can do uh, Bullwinkle. No, moose, I told you. I'm not, we're not. We're stopping at Scottish. Oh, Scottish. 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 You ready? Durlast mentioned with a Scot. I don't. I don't know if I can do it, but try it. 
I can't do it. Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> Come on. It's Give not it. Scottish. It's crap. You might say, I need better coverage. Duralast. Parts.com covers at least 20 part categories and has an average of 98% <laughs> coverage of vehicles on the road today. He's just, mean, just yelling at me. Yelling guy. Instead of yelling uh, the Duralast spot, uh, why don't we just say head over to uh, AutoZone or DuralastParts.com because Duralast isn't just a house brand. Duralast is the leading brand in the automotive aftermarket. Known for OE quality, OE grade construction, but priced lower than what you'll find at the dealer. Duralast uh, parts are trusted by hundreds of thousands of professionals and installed on millions of vehicles on the road today. So if you're looking for chassis, vehicle electronics, batteries, brakes, tools, Duralast parts.com has you covered and when you decide that you want the best sounding exhaust system on the market you got to reach out to our friends at borla exhaust all of their exhaust systems are made out of t304 stainless steel that means even if you live on the east coast and you drive over salted roads they ain't gonna rust you're gonna get the touring or the s-type or the attack system uh the attack is the most aggressive sound and it's badass if you listen to the beginning of the show which of course you did you know how good it sounded on that 5.7 liter hemi truck why don't we just uh, play that clip one more time? Yeah, that sounded good, but I wonder, will it last the life of my vehicle? Uh, it's guaranteed for a million miles, so uh, my guess is yes. Probably yes. Yeah. Uh, and of course, that type of performance exhaust will drone horribly as I uh, am uh, driving down the road, right? No, just on the contrary. It's uh, They've got a no drone guarantee. Oh, so if I want that uh, stainless steel, million mile warranty made in the USA, no drone guarantee with an awesome sounding exhaust, I can go to where? Borla.com. I really wish your show sounded half as good as the Borla exhaust system. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. 